The college experience week one FCS college football preview and college basketball midweek report on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Yes, college basketball, FCS football, NBA, NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 different states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Kobe Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back, shitty Tecmo Super Bowl player. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, boom. And I'm also joined. Give a whoa Bundy's for the DFS sim God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up to NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, guys? How we doing this fine day? I almost gave you the Cliff Livingston uh, reference in the beginning, but I didn't know Ooh. how well it rhymed with giving. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I, I, you threw in Sim God too. Uh, that was new. I meant DFS God. I fucked it up. Okay. Look, I've been I've been reading stuff all day. I've been. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Hey, if, if you want to give me more accolades, you know, just go right ahead, man. Um, well, I can tell you guys, we got, we, we got some news out the gate here. We got Gus Malzahn, the new head football coach with the very central Florida golden Knights. So central. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think of this hire Pat? I mean, look, my initial thought is that uh, UCF has gotten a little gimmicky. I mean, I guess they've been well, gimmicky. Hypo was a complete gimmick, dude. And, and to an extent, uh, fucking Frost was a gimmick. You know, that little like uh, 
I don't know what it is he's doing. I haven't studied Scott Frost's offense enough, but it looked like he was trying to mix the uh, read option with the RPO on the perimeter. And he's got his quarterback, like reading the fucking defensive end, potentially handing it off to the running back, reading the defensive end. And then if he keeps it and the defensive end bites on the running back, then he's running out to the perimeter and then he's reading a wide receiver. And it's like, all right, that seems like a fucking conceptually amazing idea, but does it work? Not in Nebraska. Apparently it did work pretty well at fucking uh, whatever uh, UCF for a national championship. So we'll see as that progress. It's a big year for him in Nebraska, but Hypo to me was all was even more gimmicky to me. Like Hypo, I, and I still think he might be an all right hire, but like he coached himself losses. In my opinion, that pit game, that Cincinnati game two years ago, like I thought if the guy had just played football straight up, mm. they won that game, both those games, but they, he, he kept putting his team in dumb situations going for a fourth and four, you know, at your own 45 yard line, I think is a horrible fucking idea. Horrible idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think hypo is a bad hire, you know, and when Tennessee ma- uh, made that hire, I said, so I, so I, I think Mulls on, if anything, I think he's an upgrade over hypo. Um, I think it's a solid hire. Yeah, I actually think it's a blessing in disguise for UCF that Hypo definitely an upgrade yeah. over. Yeah, agreed. Hypo. Yeah. So wow, I think that is. Uh, so if you use if you're a UCF fan, you got to be happy with that. I, I mean, look, I understand that uh, people were complaining that they're a stepping stone program now because they've had three coaches in like five years or whatever the fuck you want to say. But yeah, hey, welcome to all college up. football. <laughs> yeah, you are a fucking group of five team. You were if you're not stone. Alabama or LSU yeah. or Oklahoma or Clemson, then then you are a stepping stone yeah, program or yeah, a couple others in there, Ohio it, state, you know, but yeah, you know, it's, it's not, what it is. It's not the nineties anymore. Sonny Lubick's that sit there and Pat Hills that sit <laughs> at, at Fresno state and Colorado state for 20 years. Loyalty J- is Jimmy dead. Laycock at, uh, <laughs> at Mary. yeah, we, you know what I mean? Like back how then, much cock did Jimmy Laycock <laughs> lay? <laughs> What's better, Jimmy Laycock or Cody Cock or, or not or Kofi Cockburn? Kofi Cockburn. Well, I think Jimmy Laycock got the better of that deal. <laughs> Kofi, <laughs> Kofi's struggling. You know, he got Cockburn, but Jimmy's uh, been laying cock since the '80s down in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah. So, I mean, but one, the, one of the funniest names I've ever heard, it was, you know, it was a customer of mine, uh, his name, an older gentleman, his, his name was Dick Slinger. Oh man. <laughs> wow. That generous should have been a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Should have been a pitcher, man. Dick I could just Slinger. picture like a 1982 tops, you know, St. Louis Cardinals flowing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Wanted to get through that right away and just, just address that. Um, I, I think we did. We talk on Jim Levitt going to SMU. I love that hire by Sonny Dykes. It's a good hire because of course they, it's Jim Levitt. Yeah, I mean that guy should be a head coach. I don't know. I I, I the only thing I can think of is that you know that that blemish from him. Uh, you know, you slap a player. A, a, a player deserves a slapping. Let's be <laughs> honest. Let me ask you this about Sonny Dykes though. At Cal, he struck me as the typical West Coast coach throw the ball around, you know, fuck defense, et cetera, et cetera. He gets to SMU. Did he No, Chad Morris had left. Chad Morris was there before he was, but yeah. he improved even though Chad Morris was throwing the ball around. Sonny Dykes did a much better job of that. Yeah. But and was, ironically, Cal's defense really improved after he left. Not ironically, like yeah. <laughs> sensically <laughs> Cal's defense, <laughs> logically Cal's defense improved, but uh, 
I think he's coached to some decent defenses, maybe, or has the offense just been that good at SMU? Prior to Cal, he was at La Tech, and uh, they kind of lit it up too, man. I mean, I are you talking Levitt? Yeah, no. Well, I'm talking well, about Sonny Dykes, and if he's, I'm, I'm wondering if he's had a decent defense. If he's the type of coach that can hire or has traditionally hired a, a decent defensive coordinator. And whether Levitt is the first of that that he's had, and maybe I think a, from a professional standpoint, uh, uh, from his head coaching, uh, I think this might be his first big time hire defensively. Now I can say for sure when he was with uh, Texas Tech with Mike Leach, they had they had uh, what's his name right now, uh, the Dave Aranda at one point on that on that roster yeah. or on that coaching staff, and they also had uh, our boy from ECU. Uh, what's my guy's name? Ruffin? Yeah. Ruffin McNeil. Yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, I believe there was one other, is it Alex Grinch? Was he there I, loaded? Yeah. They had a, a great coaching staff, but at the same time they weren't known for their defense. Right. Yeah. But they still fucking won. Yeah. They I played mean, they enough defense 10 or to win. Games. Yeah. yeah. They were number one, yeah. two in the nation. At yeah. one point. So let but, fucking Sonny Dykes do that with, uh, with an actual defensive coordinator. Yeah. Go back to Levin. What has USF done since he left? Yeah. Nothing. Well, and if you actually, if you follow Levitt's career, it's actually, he goes to Colorado. They go to the PAC 12 championship when in a year they weren't projected to at all. Yeah. He leaves Colorado, goes to Oregon, Oregon. So all of a sudden starts winning games. Then he leaves Oregon and he goes, he was nowhere for a year. And then, uh, cause apparently like he clashed with uh crystal ball and then he went to FAU and they were a top 20 defense this year. Now he gets hired by SMU. Are the fucking uh, is the Pony Express coming back? Are the Mustangs? Somebody give the guy a head coaching gig. Maybe one of these FCS schools. What do you think? They need to man, and it's and I like that. I like what you're doing there. You're going right into FCS football. <laughs> we have football this week and a full slate of football. Um, I mean, does it get any better? Look at it on Friday night. You get just South Dakota State at. Northern Iowa. And let me tell you guys, if you don't know college football, you need to, because these two programs are elite. And I would, I would argue that these two programs, you drop them in pretty much every conference uh, uh, group of five wise. I think there's a solid chance they could win, uh, be a winning team. If not a contender in each conference, Uh, I would say obviously the American or, or the mountain West would be their toughest, but I still think they could be, they would definitely be a bowl game, a bowl team, but both of them, but South Dakota state uh, finished number three in the FCS final rankings last year, uh, Northern Iowa, number 18, but to be in the top three in the FCS final rankings, where do you think that projects you as far as FBS rankings? If you had to guess. Well, let's compare it to when they, when these teams last played in 2019, that same year, um, Northern Iowa took Iowa state to triple overtime and they ne- losing. I, I, and they, they, that game, I watched that whole game. They really squandered. They should have won that game. They, in Iowa state was incredibly lucky to win that game. I, I think they were trailing the whole game. Yeah. Uh, I think and that, that and that same year, South Dakota State lost at Minnesota by only a touchdown, and, and, and that had, was a good a good Minnesota team. And you know how they lost that game? It was overtime, right? We me and Patty C watched that. The quarterback fumbles a snap. Uh, they're up by I think thirteen or twelve or ten or something with with like five four or five minutes left. Minnesota scores. The pressure's on South Dakota State. 
They have a freshman quarterback, if memory serves me correct, in this game, and he fumbles a snap or fumbles a handoff. Uh, something that compl- the defense had nothing to do with. Minnesota got it done in regulation. And Minnesota got it done in regulation. But I mean, they had, they were, and that was a Minnesota team that went on to beat Auburn. Yeah. In like the Minnesota the, uh, team was yeah. a, like on the fringe of a fucking national championship. Dude, if you're in the top three of the FCS final poll, you're a top 30 team in all of college football. <laughs> like you're, I'd say you're somewhere right, right along there. I mean, especially yeah, 30 yeah. might be pushing it a little if bit. If you're North Dakota state, you're a top 20 team. Every yeah, fucking year. I, I, I actually, I think, I think if you're North Dakota state, you could definitely make the case. I mean, they're what six and zero against the FBS and that's not, that's a big 12, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, one of them at Iowa, they, they smacked Iowa at Iowa, North Dakota state did. And Iowa was like, yeah, let's not schedule them anymore. <laughs> right. Well, look at App State. App State moved up uh, four or five years ago now, and they've hovered. I think they might have cracked the top twenty-five once or twice, but they've hovered, you know, thirties, forties, depending on the year. So I think it, it's, I think it's within that range, you know, the thirty to fifty range. But I w- uh, maybe a little bit higher than that for some teams on special occasions. But North I think Dakota on average, State, I think you're probably in that range there. But North Dakota State's a lot better than App State was. Yeah, they won eight out of the last nine. I FCS mean, they are dominating champions. FCS that's, that's, football. That's, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, and they've had top ten picks. I mean, this right. year they're, they're I'm pre- they're projecting two first rounders. Yeah, I mean they're good. All I right. mean. Look, how many points does North Dakota State beat Bama by next year? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this about JMU. Okay, JMU has been the, probably maybe the number two team, but certainly a top five team yeah. in FCS over the past decade, probably past twenty years, probably. Yeah, thereabouts. I mean, they got better significantly in the last ten, but um, I mean, they won in two thousand four. They won the national championship, and they and they were good going into that, but. They've been a solid like top five team for the last ten years. I would put them as like a number forty to forty five team in the uh, FCS most years. You know, I think. I mean, they've That's they've fair. they've had some close. They've they lost really close to a, a UNC team that was I think won the uh, coastal that year um, and played Clemson and got smacked in the ACC championship. They but, almost beat NC State. They should have beat NC. They should have beat yeah. NC State. They played Maryland really close. They beat SMU. They beat, beat Virginia Tech. They beat one, East Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and so JMU. Uh, either way, we're talking about some good football teams here. South Dakota State coming up pretty hard too. Yeah, and, and this is must watch TV. This one will be on ESPN Plus. It will not be as hard to find, uh, despite some people not having ESPN Plus. Um, it, it'll be easier to find than the last game. Uh, any leans there? I, I tend to lean Northern Iowa just because it's in it's in uh, at Northern Iowa. What, what city is that? Cedar Falls. Um, so, so I'm gonna go Northern Iowa here, but I think this is gonna be a barn burner of a game. Northern mm. Iowa's defense supposed to be really good. South Dakota State, like I said, like we mentioned that Minnesota game. I think they started a freshman quarterback, so he's in year two now. Um, give me the rabbits over the Panthers, baby. Yeah, Nick. Jack rabbit. So these two teams in 2019, they split, um, they played twice. The Jack rabbits won 38 to seven in the regular season. And then they were upset in the playoffs by Northern Iowa, 13, 10 thing is that quarterback you mentioned Jay Bohr Gibbs, he played and started the first six games of the year, got hurt out with the injury for the rest. He missed the second game against Northern Iowa as did 
their awesome all-star, all FCS running back Pierre Strong. Um, so both those guys were hurt in the game where they lost to Northern Iowa. They're back strong here. I'm all over the Jackrabbits. Wow. Well, you don't know about what a, a certain head coach, Mark Farley. All right, Mark Farley played at Northern Iowa. All right. This guy has been with the program since 1983. All right. He left for three years in the middle there uh, at Kansas, but he's been, he's been the head coach for 20 years, 20 years, 17 and 15 in, in, uh, in the playoffs. Or I'm sorry, 17 and 12 in the playoffs, 153 and 83. He's got seven Missouri Valley championships. He's got an Eddie Robinson coach of the year award. You can't give this guy. Look, this is a great opener. You can't give him this much time to prep for a South well, Dakota state team. Well, let me give you one more stat buddy. Before you talk about the head coach too much, the quarterback for Northern Iowa, uh, will McElvain sounds like, so, yeah. uh, he, he had a solid freshman year back in 2019, but the two games against South Dakota state, the first game, 12 of 24, 85 yards, three picks. The second game where they won 11 of 20, 124 and a pick. It seems like this Jackrabbit defense has his number. Well, I can tell you if you're going to bring up defense, you got to go with my coach here because look at this. The last 3 times they played, this includes their loss to JMU. Right? These are 3 playoff games from a season ago. Northern Iowa only gave up 17 to JMU. Only gave up 10 to South Dakota State when a game they won. Only gave up with uh, with the quarterback and running back hurt. Only gave up three to San Diego. I'm telling you, this defense is elite. I saw them play against the Cyclones. Give me the Panthers to get it done, despite Kurt Warner being a, a terrible, terrible person for stating that that all games should be played in domes. Um, but okay. Also, on the Friday night slate, this is one that I don't think there'll be a line for. Lincoln, Missouri at Nichols. Nichols is decent. Lincoln's a D2 school, I believe. Might maybe even D3 for all I know. <laughs> we got that out there. I think we're all riding Nichols. This should be a huge line, I think. <laughs> Starting to push my uh my knowledge here a little bit. Yeah, that's why well, you take Nichols. Nichols well, let me solid. tell you about the, the offensive line for for a Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh any of us ever drove a Lincoln? <laughs> uh, I like that movie, the Lincoln lawyer, Matthew McConaughey. Come on. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a huge line though. Um, so, but two games Friday night, this is a gr- this is why FCS is great. They did. They were smart about this. They divided it between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Saturday at noon, Moorhead state at JMU, both teams, obviously JMU, a, a playoff team, a, a season ago that lost in or two years ago, whatever you want to say. The last time there was an FCS season, they lost in the, the championship game at the two yard line on a fourth and goal to uh, North Dakota state mm. uh, Moorhead state though, a team with a winning record. I noticed that you guys open up against them on Saturday, Saturday, February 20th, but you also open up against them in September. So two times in one year, wait, who jam you? Yeah. We didn't play in September. No, this upcoming oh, September. This coming. Yeah. Oh, you know, Look at Colby. Anyone ever said you're a few sandwiches short of a picnic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. I'm all confused. 
Look, we'll we'll play them as many times to open the season as they want. They're taking an L each and every fucking time. How many seasons in a row do you want to start with a fucking loss? That's the question I gotta ask. <laughs> Got a new quarterback here. I don't know about this guy, Cole Johnson. Yeah, what's up with Cole Johnson? Does he does he throw like Patty C? Because if so, give me more head state. <laughs> Big. I mean, in this I think one. I think he's like a fifth year senior that hasn't started yet. So is I mean, I think. He's lost a couple quarterback competitions o- over the course of his stint in Harrisonburg. Uh, <laughs> is that cause for concern, or do you feel good about having such an experienced guy, you know, under center? Well, Cole's not running well. Yeah, <laughs> quoting the great days of Thunder. By the way, I stand corrected. Moorhead State was five and seven last year, so perhaps and and two of those wins were against D two schools, mm. G- Union College and Kentucky Christian. So. Morehead State is not a very good FCS, FCS program. James Madison rolls. Okay. Easy okay. peasy. Uh, well, Come on. Uh, either way, I'm going to be watching that one. Once again, we can watch all of these games for the most part on Saturday. I am stoked hey. to get to see my Dukes on TV on a weekly basis here. I'm still. The, hurt- the, the oh. JMU head coach, Kurt Signetti. Yeah. Yes. Is that the same name as the uh, parole officer in Reservoir Dogs? It, it's definitely Signetti. I don't remember the first Something name. like that. Oh, Signetti, that fucker, that yeah. asshole. Yeah, I just don't, yeah, I like that. You know, Signetti played uh, football for West Virginia. I wonder if I knew I didn't like him. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if Neil Brown moves on. I guess he's he's getting into his sixties, Kurt Signetti, so the clock is probably Stay uh, the course at JMU. Stay the right. course. That's right. It's no better at fuck. I mean, if you want to go hang out with some toothless hags in fucking Morgantown, <laughs> get drunk, burn a fucking couch, catch a fucking venereal disease. <laughs> That's where you go. Okay. JMU would probably do most of that too, except the couch burning, especially the venereal disease and getting drunk. <laughs> we do that in spades in Harrisonburg. So look, slightly better. If you like your couch, stay in Harrisonburg. I got an open container violation at a, at a party at JMU where like a, it was a block party where everybody had open containers. <laughs> So that sounds like why it. me. That sounds like the cop just thought you had a face that he didn't like. <laughs> a- after he gives me the ticket, I see him like talking to like three hot girls, all with open containers, right. not writing any tickets. Like, right. it, 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 that makes me think of like uh, one of those Seth Rogen movies. Them. You know, he's like, "What are you, what are you babes up to later?" Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday, also look nine a.m. on the west for that JMU Moorhead State game. We got Mercer Wofford, ESPN Plus here. Patty C, I, I I think Mercer's on Alabama's schedule in the fall. Ooh, good scheduling by the so, fucking Tide. I wonder if the Crimson Tide fans will be scouting this one. Um, <laughs> Mercer coming off of a four and eight season. Any chance? Uh, we know Wofford. Nick's Nick's a Wofford guy. Eight and three a season ago. Finished number sixteen in the nation. Terriers. The Terriers. What are you guys thinking? Do you think? Do you think it's just going to be blowout city here? Terriers were seven and one in conference the last time we had a, a SoCon football conference, including a 41 seven victory over this same Mercer team and a game where Wofford went off for almost 400 yards rushing. Gotta love, gotta love that triple option. Wofford is out of where South Carolina. Where's Mercer, uh, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that doesn't make any difference to me. Where's that game being played? sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's at Wofford. Okay. It's at Wofford. Uh, so home field advantage to the terrorists. You know the t- uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> he called me sir. <laughs> <laughs> the, I want to say Notre Dame's uh, old mascot was the Terriers. I feel like uh, maybe um, Boston College is too. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. 
pretty sure they hadn't come up. The, the only Irish mascot was the Irish terrier back in the day. And I want to say they came up with the leprechaun circa the 1940s or fifties for Notre Dame. So there's a little fucking power in that Wofford terriers mascot. Give me Wofford okay. all day. Now I will say, so uh, Mercer played three games in the fall. Mm-hmm. Now they, there was two close ones against Jacksonville state and they got beat 49. I'm sorry. No one. Uh, so two close ones against Jacksonville state and Abilene Christian. And they lost 49 to three to army. Uh, but do those three games in the fall help? I mean, you know, cause it's been like over 400 days since most of these schools have played. That's gotta be somewhat of an advantage, right? Yeah, I would think so. I would think they have a little bit of an edge there, but Oh yeah. And you get a I'm month on my pre- terriers though. And you get a month to prepare for the triple option. That helps. Six weeks even. Usually yeah. helps. Let me ask you this. Merciless Ray Mercer versus Tommy Morrison. Being a white person, right? Was that the m- most <laughs> un- uncomfortable moment of your life just watching a white person? No, I mean it doesn't fucking matter what color he was, but <laughs> <laughs> watching the pride, I don't even know what you're talking watching about. Watching the great yeah. white hope Tommy Morrison just get Obliterated oh, by Tommy Morrison. Okay, I missed yeah, that. Tommy part. Gunn. Come on. Okay, Rocky Five. Great actor. <laughs> um, how do we get on Tommy Morrison? Have yeah. you seen that? No, well, we're talking about Mercer and Merciless Ray Mercer in one of the greatest oh. knockouts oh. of the whole fucking 1990s, if not of all times. Holy shit. If you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Would you bet that Ron Mercer would whoop Tommy M- Machine Gun Morris's ass? <laughs> <laughs> probably. After he got that, uh, that AIDS face, probably. <laughs> Rest, rest in power, Tommy. Okay, Morgan. look, we got to keep this this train going. Samford at East Tennessee State, the Buccaneers. These are all on ESPN Plus, guys. We have a slew of football games here. Any chance that Samford coming off a five and seven season? But guess what? East Tennessee State was three and nine. Something's got to give, guys. Something's got to give. Who are you riding with with Samford against the Bucks? Samford, jeez. I heard they run the air raid. Who's a coach? Do you know uh, at what, what school were you referring to? Samford, Samford. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. My research tells me they, they do the air raid and Chris they got a dual Hatcher. threat quarterback, a USF transfer named Chris Aladokin. Nice. Uh, watch out for him. Um, so uh, Samford went five and seven uh, Eastern Tennessee state went three and nine. Sanford in that same won. year, uh, Samford beat ETS 24, 17 at home. Mm. Under a massive crowd of 1,500 fans. Ooh, ooh. Um, so, so what are we thinking here, Patty C? You got, you got to play on this or what? Uh, look, you gotta go, Sammy Samford. Yo, Samity Sam. I, I gotta go with Samford too <laughs> because Valdosta State, Valdosta State. This guy played quarterback under Leach and uh, what's our guy's name? How Mummy. So. Strong pedigree. I you might it. have a, a new favorite FCS school. I think I might. He was also he also coached with them at Kentucky in the nineties. So got I definitely got to go with my guy here. Um, that's ETSU. No, that's Sanford. That's Chris Sanford. Hatcher. Chris Hatcher. He's go, their coach or sorry, their head coach. Sanford Bulldogs, baby. A leech disciple. Yes, we got to go it with it. Give me Sammy. Yo, give me uh, Sammy Sam, Sam all day long. There we go. <laughs> all right, Davidson at Elon. Nick, Nick. Yeah, he's he's known as NC Nick. He watches every Davidson football game. They went <laughs> huge, eight, huge fan. They went eight and four a season ago. 
He won't. He won't go on the Davidson campus, despite living twelve miles away from it. But uh, no, no, that was uh, North Carolina Central. Uh, North Carolina Central. Okay. Trust me, those two campuses are polar opposites. Uh, okay. Okay. Elon was five and six in the CAA, right? And and Davidson was eight and four. How long has Davidson been playing FBS football? I wonder. Can we pull that up? I don't know. Pull that up. But in the meantime, Davidson was number one in the nation and third down conversion percentage in 2019. And they got a lefty at quarterback, Tyler Phelps, who I think is gonna have a pretty big year, really good offensive line for the wildcats, but they are going to miss the 1000 yard rusher, Wesley Duger. Yes. And, and uh, dude, you look at Davidson uh, the last time they had a season with the exception of going or Davidson playing, football started playing football in 1896. Mind I you. love it. I love it. But do the, the, the San Diego game, San Diego came over to a Jerry Richardson stadium and whooped their ass. But aside from that, they, this team's other losses was two a two point loss to Campbell, a six point loss to Marist and a three point loss to Drake. This team almost went undefeated. They, they almost had, I mean, they, you get that San Diego game out of there where they lost by 20. They, they at least almost had a 10 and one season. They were what, five, what 11 points away from going 10 and one. Sheesh. Maybe we ride these wildcats, but let's talk. Wait, a, how long ago is this? Night 2019. I, I got them going eight and four in 2019. Yeah. That's Hold what I'm on. saying. You say that again. They I'm, did go eight and four. No, say those stats again. I just missed that. The, the, the three. So, so the San Diego loss, they got their ass whooped. Yeah. Aside from that, there are three other losses. Were by I think what did I just say two six and three. Okay, so, so they were very team. close to being a, uh, a like a eleven and one, a ten and one eleven and one team. Okay, Davidson and Elon. I expect a close game here though. You know the the quarterback for Elon is a senior Davis Cheek. I think he's actually probably the better quarterback. So it all depends on the line here. I think Davidson wins, but if you're giving me more than a touchdown, I might go dog. That's another thing here is Elon. Their schedule was just way tougher, so I almost think you want to favor Elon. Look at Elon's last time they had a season. They lose by three to North Carolina A and T, who was a ranked team. They lose to Wake Forest by forty-two, right? They lose to James Madison, number two in the nation, uh, by thirty-five. They then, got their cheeks clapped. Then they, they lose a five-overtime <laughs> game to uh, William and Mary. <laughs> they lose at uh, New Hampshire and Maine. These are all pro like good programs. I mean, they upset number 19 Towson. They upset number 15 Delaware. Elon is solid. Look, give me the Phoenix to get it done. Upset here. I'm, I'm if, if there if it is a dog, <laughs> Boom. the Phoenix will rise again. <laughs> Hold on. You, bro- you, you broke games. up there. What'd you say? You know, so it's kind of tough to pick. You broke up. There. I was saying that I'm not sure if we mentioned this yet, but we don't have spreads for these games. So it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, pick uh, some, some of these spreads might be pretty high too, but um, I, I, I like Elon to cover like Davidson to win. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Illinois state. Let's go to the Missouri Valley, Illinois state at Missouri state ESPN plus here. You look back a season ago or two years, whatever the fuck you want to say. The last time we had football, I got to say this every time um, <laughs> Illinois state was a good team. They were a good team in the Missouri Valley. Uh, who do they got on the uh, slate? They f- Illinois State finished number seven. They were ten and five. Um, trying to think who went to Illinois State because the Redbirds. James Robin. James Robinson. That's right. That's right. Um, a running back for the Jaguars. Yes, and they nice. are they are at Missouri State. You guys know who the coach of Missouri State is? Tell us, Petrino. Bobby Petrino, oh, baby. Shit. 
you ride that motorcycle. Um, I got, I got, I got the, I got the, well, Missouri state also played in the fall. That's something to note. They got destroyed by Oklahoma. I don't know why they were playing Oklahoma, but this program was a mess when Petrino walked in. I think uh, the Illinois state Cardinals, right? Or Redbirds, whatever the fuck it is. They roll at Missouri state. I think it's going to take Petrino another year or two to turn, turn around this bear team. You know, you. I don't know. Cause I think um, that, you know, they, they got rolled by Oklahoma. Uh, you know, that's kind of expected, but the, the uh, two games against central Arkansas were fairly close games. Yeah. So central and, Arkansas and I think that fall might help. Um, so I don't know. I think, you know, the bears might be able to hang around here, especially since they only lost to the Redbirds 17 to 12 in 2019 in a in a season where the Redbirds won two playoff games. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking dog here. I mean, you know, yeah, Missouri State was one in ten in twenty. Ride that motorcycle, that was, that was buddy. Petru- that was before Petrino came. Ride that motorcycle, buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Find some you. horse to jump on the back with you. <laughs> I think I might go dog here. I might Ooh. go home dog. I like it. I like that. Angle. Do we have the spread on this? No, no, no spreads out yet. I, I they're probably going to come out Wednesday or Thursday. Stay tuned. Nick's to the got a good experience. feel though. Nick, Nick will have the games kind of selected even before the spread comes out. What, what's your strategy on that? Nick, I see you do that. Sometimes you just gotta, you get, you got a like a mental clock as far as what the spread's going to be. And then you favor a team and then how's that work? If well, it's, it's tough with FCS. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we don't, I mean, you know, in previous years we only followed this from a distance yeah. um, in college basketball. We have a, a pretty good idea and usually we can guess a spread within a few points or so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in college basketball, if we're looking, you know, a few days down the road, you, we can say, you know, I like this team. If it, if they're getting, you know, more than five points, yeah, the normal amount of points, uh, that yeah, they would get. but it's a little bit tougher with FCS here, but I'm just, I just look at, you know, what, what happened a couple of years ago and, you know, try to see who's returning and, and I'm with you. Look, I got, I got, I get a little a bit of a vibe too, you know, coming into the, coming into any game. It's like, you know who, you know what the spread's going to be and you know, who's hot and who's not. And you kind of favor it that way. Most of the time, some, some days I'm completely I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, but uh, I favor you. I, I like your approach. Now I want to say this real quick. Uh, the Redbirds have two losses last year to Northern Illinois, and, or no, sorry, uh, two losses to North Dakota State, a loss to Northern Iowa, a loss to Youngstown State. Now I don't Those know. Those are quality programs. There's a lot yeah. of fucking quality. Two losses to fucking the number one team in the nation. They lost the playoff game. By six points to North Dakota State in a fucking Fargo. Yeah, that is nine impressive. to three. <laughs> yeah, <Give laughs> love me, it. Give the Redbirds a little credit. Yeah, I'm I'm on uh, the Redbirds here. Can't wait to watch this one. Here's a big one, also uh, ESPN Plus as well. Southern Illinois at North Dakota. I think this is one of the better games on Saturday slate. You look at Southern Illinois. They were seven. They're seven and five a season ago. And uh, no, not North Dakota State. North Dakota. They're playing. But uh, yeah, Southern Illinois seven and five, five and three in that in that tough Missouri Valley Conference, and then North Dakota, which well, I'm trying to think what their mascot is. Uh, but North Dakota was solid as well. I feel like we're uh, seven and five as well. So both teams were seven and five a season ago. What are we thinking here? We got to go with the Missouri Valley team, right? We got to we got to figure the Salukis. Southern Illinois versus North Dakota. Yeah. Both teams seven and five a season Dude, ago. Give me North Dakota, not state. North Dakota. I know okay, that. Those, I know that's your team. Oh, fuck you. No, that's your team. North, North Dakota. Dakota. State. Okay, no, you North pick. Dakota. You okay. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Don't ever. Well, I'll say North Dakota had a nice 2019. They made the playoffs. You know, they lost in the first round to Nichols 24 to six, but they did lose their top quarterback, running back and receiver. Um, but apparently the O-line and defense coming back should be solid. I tend to agree with the database here. I'm going to go Southern Illinois. They also played one game in the fall uh, where they beat Southeastern Missouri state 20 to 17. So I, maybe that gives them a little bit more experience um, close game here, but I'm going to go with the um, Salukis. Where's this game being played? This game is at North Dakota undefeated in grand forks last year. Fuck you both. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like Give it. me the fighting Hawks, right? And four losses out of the five that North Dakota suffered last year were against top 25 FCS teams. Mm. So you guys, why like is it. it the fighting Hawks? Look, cause they're fight. They're fight. They're, they're, you know, they're fired up, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fighting Fuck Irish. This. I understand. Uh, you know, uh, they should just be the Hawks. No, I like the fighting Hawks because Hawks are just flying around better when they're saying, Hey, fuck you. You know, I, I, I like it better when they're more aggressive. Everything should that, be fighting. That might, that might be on the list of uh, nicknames to get removed. They might scratch, you know, scratch through that fighting. Who is the fighting Hawks too offensive? If anything, uh, fighting, uh, fighting's a little aggressive. It is. We need to have the, uh, the peaceful Hawks. <laughs> nah, I mean, if I want to be in my safe the space, Chiba Hawks? Uh, feel uh, comfortable with you mentioning fighting. All yeah. right, let's, let's go. Very true. Let's continue this thing. All right. Uh, Western Carolina, by the way, sorry, North Dakota's uh, coach, Bubba Schweigert. Great name. <laughs> Bubba great Schweigert. Name. <laughs> I got, I got a root for that guy. That's gotta be on urban dictionary at some point. <laughs> Um, I gave her the old Bubba swagger. Yeah. Uh, Western Carolina, the catamounts at Furman. This is uh, you know, SoCon, I believe uh, catamounts have been dog shit. They're three and nine. The last time we saw them play Furman finished number 21, eight and four beat Georgia tech at Georgia tech. Last time they had a season uh, head coach, Clay Hendricks does a great job. Any chance the catamounts get the cover, Nick? You're you're a North Carolina guy here. If if I can correct you, the last time we saw the catamounts was in the fall, where they played three games and got whipped. Uh, I, 58-14 versus Liberty. Okay. Go ahead. Were you going to say no, something? No, no, no. Okay, you're you're right. You're right. Go. Uh, of course I am. Forty-nine uh, <laughs> seventeen against Eastern Kentucky and forty-nine to nine against UNC. Uh, no, I'm all over Furman, man. You know they. Uh, it's a, first off, triple option team. You know, I was thinking about this. It's always a pain in the ass to go up against a triple option team. I imagine in the cold weather in February, it's got to be even worse. But you get a month to prepare. The month to prepare helps, but all those chop blocks and run after run, I mean, in the cold, that's got to be taxing on the defense. Yeah. By the way, what can we get? uh, What part of where's the University of North Dakota? Uh, I'm going to say North Dakota. University of North Dakota? What is in North Dakota? Come on. No, I mean, Grand Forks, you said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going off the ra- ra- radar here, but I, I was going to just try to get a weather report for Grand um, Forks. Uh, yeah, I got MD. it right now. I got it right now. Here's a guess. It was negative five degrees yeah. today. <laughs> so they have a dome. I think they have or a dome. Thinking, uh, I think that's maybe North thinking Dakota State. I think North Dakota has a dome. Can we find that out, Patty? See? Yeah, I'll look that but up. But look, if look at their weather this week, four degrees, wind chill, n- negative 13 tomorrow. Negative five, eight degrees. Well, it's eight degrees with wind chill, negative five. Saturday will be 25 degrees and 13 degrees 
uh, or 25 degrees with the wind chill 13. The Alaris Center is indeed indoors. It's a d- see, yeah, it's just terrible. Terrible. Well, anyway, let me jump back to this Furman squad yeah, because sorry. both of their quarterbacks in Darren Granger and Hamp Sisson return, as do their two top running backs, Devin Wynn, who ran for almost 1,200 yards last year, and Devin Abrams, who ran for over 600. I mean, what is not, what is there to not like about this Furman squad? I think they roll over the catamounts. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing uh, it should be a decent uh, it's in the, it's going to be in the forties where this game is played. So uh, give me, give me, give me, uh, I'm, I'm with uh, NC Nick there. Give me Furman to roll. Let me ask you this. What's that? No, uh, no help here. Who can, who can tell me what a catamount is? No looking it I'm up. Me, I'm not looking it up. I got nothing. Yeah. A medium sized or large wildcat, especially a cougar. What about a paladin? FCS has cool. Isn't names. a paladin? Isn't that something like that goes back to like Middle Eastern times? Thereabouts. Any of the twelve peers of Charlemagne's court, of whom the Count Palatine was the chief, aka a knight renowned for her, basically one of uh, King Arthur's uh, knights. Basically, so, so I'm basically right. Pa- yeah, there it is. Paladins. What do you got? You got to go with King Arthur's knights there. Give me the fucking paladins. <laughs> Furman, baby. Mark Furman. <laughs> All right. Well, now we switch over. Sam Houston state travels to incarnate word in San Antonio, where they, they're getting hit with some cold weather. The state of Texas is in Oklahoma. Um, Sam Houston state's been a good program. Incarnate word. Patty C. I know he has a soft spot for them in his heart, but <laughs> Uh, because of their uniforms, they did a cool job with their fucking mascot. I'll give Sam Houston State was seven and five a se- uh, the last time we stepped on the field. Incarnate Word only five and seven. So look, a game hey, of two hey, different. That soft spot is that Incarnate Word defense. Hey, okay. oh, got uh, Oh, hey, uh, last time they played, you mentioned those records. Sam Houston State beat our Incarnate Word forty-five to six, where yeah, returning quarterback Eric Schmid. <laughs> Great name. Threw for 531 yards and five touchdowns. Woo! And and by the way, Sam Houston State played at New Mexico to start the season. Lost in a, a one possession game that year. They lost to that North Dakota team you're talking about by four. They lost to Lamar in triple overtime, and then number 12 Central Arkansas only by four. And then, dude, this team every game they played was close uh, that they lost. Sam Houston State t- close to turning a corner here. Give, give me uh Sam Houston to roll. Let me tell you guys what I fucking hate it. When I hear some sports wonks just rattling off game after game, team after team, what the fuck is compelling about this game? Is there anything Do we got anything about these games? Can we make well, a storyline? They, ha- well, they haven't played yet this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Could be a shootout because you got two really good quarterbacks. Incarnate Incarnate Words got John Copeland, who last year threw for over three thousand and three hundred yards, uh, twenty two touchdowns compared to just nine ints. Uh, so you know you got two good quarterbacks here. Uh, it could be a shootout here, but yeah, I think Sam Houston State rolls seven and five versus five and seven. We might have a good game. Two good offenses. Getting me excited about Sam Houston versus Incarnate well, Word. I'm saying Sam Houston, the fact that they lost all those close close games, you learn how to win when you lose close games. Eventually that's you're gonna true. find a way to turn that tide. That's all right. True. And that's <laughs> it's easy to see a tide. Here, here's something to get you excited. It's football and you can bet on it. <laughs> Touche. Uh yeah, exactly. Um 
Th- that's we're still on Saturday, by the way, guys. I mean, come on, get, get excited about these games. Your Northwestern State travels to Lamar. No, I'm not talking about Lamar Lathan. I'm talking about Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. By the way, the weather will be a little warmer. I'm seeing 56 degrees on Saturday for this one. Ooh. Uh, what Scorch are we thinking you. here? A season? The last time we had a season from either of these teams, Lamar was four and eight. So. Uh, but still f- finished very uh, one game back in the conference from Northwestern state. That was three and nine. So this is a shit fest a little bit, but Hey, both teams maybe starting to turn that tide. What do you think at NC Nick? Well, you know, Northwestern state, they had a rough year, but they did win two out of their last three, including a win over Lamar where they won 34 to 13. Only problem is that they do lose a quarterback, Shelton Epler, and their top wideout, Quan Shorts, from that game. But um, Lamar also loses the two quarterbacks that that played, you know, most of the snaps back in 2019. So I'm going to say, and Lamar lost their last five games. So the, the momentum is clearly on the side of Northwestern State. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm 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 with you here. I mean, look, North uh, these teams. I feel like this is going to be a close game. Can we agree that this, this one should be as if when the line comes out, I'm assuming this is going to be a, a something about a, a touchdown or less, right? I feel like I'm not going to watch this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's one of the later t- kickoffs one o'clock for me over here that they should have spaced out the times a little bit better, but I feel like I won't watch much of it as well, but we do have Patty C. Do you have a play in Northwestern state? Lamar Lamar Northwestern state played last year with uh Northwestern state winning 34 to 13. Um, look, I like the name demons a lot more than the Cardinals. I think it's a lot more intimidating. The game though, I believe is being played at Lamar this year, a little bit of a home field advantage there. Well, it's in Texas too. So you probably will have fans. Well, let's look at uh Lamar's uh, attendance at games last year. Uh, 7,000, 7,000, oh, 97,000. Uh, and then 6,000, 9,000, 6,000. How do you think it is for these guys going to, uh, AM on, on week three? You think they're uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> you think they're actually, I worked with a dude who, uh, who said he, he played for, I want to say New Mexico or something. And they went and they played at Texas. One of those years, New Mexico state, I think probably yeah, New Mexico yeah. state this back in the day. And he, he was in the locker room. Uh, and he could just feel the whole fucking stadium rumbling around him as like in the pregame. And he said, everyone in the fucking locker room's eyes were as big as saucers. Um, all that said, I don't think they're going to get that same experience against Northwestern state, especially at home, but give me the demons anyway. Wow. All right. Well, look, the last game on Saturday, cause via my Chattanooga postponed because of uh, COVID problems with Chattanooga Tarleton state, who we just saw my heart got broken uh, against McNeese traveled to an FBS school playing in the spring, New Mexico state. You just mentioned the Aggies just a couple of years ago. were in a bowl game and won the bowl game. Now they hit take on Tarleton state. Who's freshly, you know, did they, they have an advantage by playing a game a week before them. And I think Tarleton state is going to get revenge on the Aggies of New Mexico state. Give me Tarleton state and an upset here in the sun bowl. They're playing that. They're not playing this in Las Cruces. This is in El Paso at the sun bowl. What are you guys thinking? It's really a jump of two. What you got Patty two levels. We're going from division two 
but they look good against the FBS because they blew a 21 point lead in the fourth, but I'm saying they look good against McNeese. No, I think I, and I agree with you. I give me the fucking Texans. Boom. Nick. I'm not going to jump off the train right now. I mean, what you have to look at is, you know, when you're jumping up divisions or with leagues or levels, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, how does the offensive and defensive line compare and Tarleton's lions compared very well against those of McNeese state. I thought it was pretty much a wash or if anything, it might favor slightly Tarleton. If it wasn't for turnovers, and that onside kick, then I think we would have won that game, you know, uh, and some questionable calls down the stretch, but don't get me started on that. So yeah, man, I'm on Tarleton. Boom. All of us riding the Texans. Okay. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting? Well, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL and the NBA. So if you want an inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have tons of uh, sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the app store, or Google play store to download BetQL. head to betql.com and enter the promo code SGP 30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 30 at betql.com. All right. Now we look, we're not done FCS football. I know we got to talk college basketball here, but that was just Saturday. A slew of games. I'd the rather appetizer. watch, dude. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch a lot of these games than than, than a good amount of uh, NFL football. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Se- Sunday kicking off at uh, 11 a.m. on the West, 2 p.m. They need to work on their timing because th- there's six games on Sunday, but they're all within the same. They're all within like an hour kickoff. <laughs> the fuck's I haven't going worked on? out the kinks just yet. Come on, Eastern Illinois at UT Martin. Eastern Illinois. You guys know there was a quarterback from Eastern Illinois named Tony Romo. Ooh. Um, here we are. So Eastern Illinois, what uh, you got to play on this one? Eastern Illinois coming off a one and eleven season in the Ohio Valley with those days of Tony Romo. Man, I don't know what's going on. And UT Martin, um, I feel like T Martin should be the head coach at, at UT, UT Martin, Martin. Right? He really should. They were seven and five <laughs> a season ago. Especially since it's in Tennessee. That's what I'm saying. Everything easy, about easy. it. He was just the Tennessee uh, OC like last year yeah, before he got fired. Job. Um, you look at UT Martin's schedule a season ago. That their losses actually weren't bad, considering Florida and Kentucky were both on their schedule. Why do all these schools, every school in the SoCon or the Ohio Ohio Valley, I feel like plays the SEC twice. <laughs> So if you look at that, they, okay. They lost at Florida and at Kentucky, right? Throw those ones out of, throw, throw those games out. Then your other losses is a 14 point loss to Southern Illinois, who was a good team. The Salukis, they lost to number 24 Southeast Missouri state by seven. And they lost at Austin P by six, who was good. This is a good team. They beat 22 Jackson, number 22 Jacksonville state a season ago, uh, 22 to 17. Give me T- UT Martin to roll in this one. Take take your Tony Romo ass out of here, Patty C. All right. <laughs> Look, I like any team called the Skyhawks. Nick NC Nick would know. Raleigh Durham Skyhawks. The 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 the, the <laughs> Durham's fucking pride and joy. Uh, <laughs> they both. Um, Look, I mean, what was the score in the game they played each other last year? Uh, blah blah blah. blah. I don't know. I, I, 27, 18, yeah. 20, actually a closer game than it probably should have been, but still give me the Skyhawks. I, I'd be interested to see what the spread is on this though. 
Yeah, I mean, you said it. Eastern Illinois, one and eleven. Antonio Romo. I can't go with them. I mean, I, 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 I do think they have a chance to cover if it's a large spread. But as far as to win outright, UTM definitely all day. Uh, uh, another. These are all on ESPN Plus, by the way. Every single game this week, you're gonna be able to watch. Um, Edward Waters. Do we know who Edward? I can't believe this is. A I'm game. looking this up. I'm figuring. Edward out. Waters. At Jackson State, Edward Waters is horrible D two school, I believe. Maybe even D three for all I know. But I know we, me and Patty team went through their schedule. This team gets their ass whooped day in day out. Jackson State coming off a four and eight season, they go hire Deion Sanders, and he gets the eighty fifth best recruiting class in the nation. Who's playing this Saturday? I mean Sunday. Um, I, I got to think Jackson State by what? I'm going to say at least forty two, right? It's going to be a lot. It's going to be uh, many, many touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, uh, is Jackson state like a powerhouse? Are we just assuming that primetime can coach this dude has just been coaching? No, I'm saying they probably the opponent been, is yeah. Edward Waters. Yeah. The last time they played any team, <laughs> but in this who conference. is Jackson state? Are they, they good? I mean, they won four of them before yeah. they won a M- mighty Walter four. Payton went there, buddy. Okay. Jackie that was Slater 19 of 42. <laughs> uh, you can't tell me. I, I, I would please bet on Edward waters. Please. I'm not be- well, tell me what the spread is. Oh, it's not, it's not out yet. And I doubt there will be a spread because Vegas doesn't want to lose their ass on how bad <laughs> Edward waters is. What I want to see is this, what is happening with Shadur Sanders? I saw this on uh what was the little, I saw this kid on primetime television uh, back in the day, but Deion Sanders, ex-wife, what's her name? Pilar Biggers. I don't Have know you ever this. seen How this? How am I chick? supposed to know his ex-wife's name? The know, fuck she's got tits and <laughs> How ass. are you going to me for the name of the wife of a former player? I don't know, but right? I'm going to say between <laughs> going to be either <laughs> P- Pilar Biggers and fucking Deion Sanders. This kid has like the most phenomenal genes ever. And yet I've seen, I watched film on him. He's slow as dirt. I don't know if this guy's going to be, he, I have seen him training with Tom Brady though. It's that's called uh yeah. privilege right there. Well, check this out. He could play like uh, we could take NC Nick and have him start for Jackson state. And I feel like they would beat Edward waters with the surrounding talent and lady landing the 85th ranked recruiting class. Give me Jackson State big in this one. Big. Do you do you need a slow uh white six foot four wide receiver who might be able to catch a jump ball? <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. Uh Nick, you're gonna ride Jackson State minus the points, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um <laughs> uh, I cannot find fa- I, I want to see Edward Waters come up. You know what I mean? I want to see Edward Waters, a powerhouse. Bishop Edward Waters. Okay. Okay. Uh, in 1892, the school's uh, name was changed to Edward Waters College in honor of the third bishop of the AME Church. I'm not sure what the AME Church is, but it's out. You know, this has got the fucking uh, spiritual vibes. Give me Edward Waters to cover based on. But <laughs> Dion, Dion has the heavy spiritual vibes too. So, look. HBC is going to be fucking rocking this weekend. I can't wait. I, honestly, I love how this is the game you want to watch most. This is I'm <laughs> super fucking excited about this because look, the guy who's the guy that went to um, Howard Quan um, the, the uh, football no the basketball oh uh, the five star I know who you're talking about yeah forget his fucking yeah. name this is a trip look how many fucking four they had the number eighty five recruit recruiting class in the nation and that's better than a JMU or Youngstown or, yeah or, or, there dude yeah. There is so much potential. They're going to roll at HBCU football. Like let, let them get some money, you know, and let, let a coach like primetime be recruiting them. This is 
this is potentially the biggest movement of the, this upcoming decade. And I'm very interested to watch what happens in the first fucking iteration of this game. All right. Next up, you got Austin P at Tennessee tech. This one could be a dandy. I think this might be the best game of the day. This year, Youngstown state, North Dakota state, Austin P we saw them in the fall. This is a team that last the season before the fall, they went nine and three, made the college football playoffs, finished at number eight, seven and one in conference. But Tennessee Tech wasn't horrible either, six and six. And if you go look at the, the the Tennessee Tech schedule, you know the Golden Eagles they weren't as bad as you would think. They lost a double overtime game to Southeast Missouri State, who was ranked. They played Miami Ohio, a uh, 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 FBS, and lost. And then their other they did get owned by Austin P. But their other games, uh, they had some close close outings. So, uh, what do you think here? You think you think Austin P just rolls? The governors. Let me take a look. Nick, here. I gotta do some research. Here. Yeah, I'm on Austin P. Side. Uh, you know, even with the blowouts against Pitt and Cincinnati in the fall, they did beat uh, this opponent 58 to 21 in 2019. So uh, yeah, man, give me the governors. I'm with you. I think I'm gonna go with the governors too. But I think it depends what this line is. I think Tech might be able to hang around a little bit. But you got to think that's an advantage. They played a couple games in the fall too. Uh, did they get the uh, W in that first game against Central Arkansas? They did. No, didn't. no, no they, they, they took an L. Yeah, they took an L. That was a damn good game. That was a good game. Um, I think. What are you? What are you writing? You you going with your governor? Give me the Govs, baby. Yeah. Best mascot in all the FCS. All right, Jacksonville State heads down to Tennessee State, and if you don't know, Jacksonville State's had a good program for a while now. They do have a. They had Clemson's backup quarterback transfer Jacksonville state, but he's injured. He, he's not going to play this spring season. He will be available in the fall. I believe uh, they, this team almost beat Florida state for that halftime. They were up like, I think seven or 10 on Florida state at Florida state. They finished six and six, man. They're better than that. What a sad state of well, affairs at Florida state. Oh no. Flo- oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying you thought Jacksonville, you were talking about Jacksonville state. No, Jacksonville state finished six and six. No, but, but they played in the, in the, in the fall. Oh, the fall of yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. So okay. they didn't play including f- almost beating Florida state and beating Florida international. <laughs> no, Jacksonville state's a good. Yeah. Good they're, they're a team. You got to watch out for uh, that. That game tips off three, 3 PM on the East noon on the West at Tennessee state. Now, Tennessee state, they got some issues, I believe. Um, they are coming off a season where they were three and nine. So I'm thinking Jacksonville state rolls rolls here. You want to watch this game because Jacksonville state is a potential playoff team, you know? So just to, yeah, yeah. They have, they should have no problems with Tennessee state, but uh, you know, just for, you know, scouting them out, you know, for future games. And as this spring season progresses, keep an eye on Jacksonville state. Although Tennessee state, despite them being three and nine, Kind of a decent three nine. They only lost to Jacksonville State by five, Arkansas Pine Bluff by six, uh, Jacksonville State. They played a season ago. They only lost by eight. Um, they have a lot of close close losses here. So perhaps Tennessee uh, State can hang around a little bit. But I, I I'm going Jacksonville State. They looked good to me when I saw them this past fall. Jacksonville State losers of four of their last five. Well, when you play that, two FBS, yeah. Well, that, that those they went one and one, right? In the FBS last this past. Oh, wait, uh, we're talking about. Oh, I'm only looking at their 2019. I keep okay. forgetting to put okay. their 20. How many games did they play in the fall? I think Nick just they said, played four. Yeah. They beat Mercer. They lost to Florida State. They beat Florida International, and they beat one other uh, FCS school. Okay. But 
I've already moved on from the website. Okay, yeah. I stand corrected. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Gamecocks all day long. All right, Murray State at Southeast Missouri. Who I just talked about Southeast Missouri uh, finished number seventeen last time we had a full season. Murray State, the Racers, four and eight season that year. So you got to think Southeastern Missouri State will be a big favorite. They were nine and three the last time we saw them. But Murray State, the Racers, four and eight. Uh, is there any chance Murray state, the racers get a cover here? I'm looking actually, they, they have, I think they have a, uh, they have a decent defense. You got to remember Murray state lost to Georgia and Toledo. So throw those two of those losses away. You look at some of these other losses and, uh, they, they've played all right. They lost to uh, Jacksonville state 14 to 12. They lost to Eastern Kentucky, who was good that year, 34 to 27. Now they did get their ass whooped. Well, that was to, uh, by UT Martin of all places. Uh, beat them forty to seven. But they've, they've even that game against uh, Southeast Missouri State last season. They lost by seven. Perhaps we are underestimating the Racers in Murray State and and uh, Bud Foster and uh, Frank Beamer's old squad and Justin Fuentes old. Yeah, squad. Nick, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna take the Racers in the points. Yeah, you know, Murray State lost their last five games of 2019, so they're on a little bit of a slide here. I'm on, I'm on the fade Murray State train. Bastard. Mm. Bastard. Like, uh, Patty C? As much fun as I have betting for Southeast Missouri State, I just like writing Sems. I, I write, write it every day. If you guys ever see me betting Southeast Missouri State in basketball, take it with a grain of salt. I just enjoy writing Sems <laughs> so much. Um, but. Uh, Excellent I, breakdown. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they're uh, number seventeen in the nation last year. But I, I agree. Just if you're if you're looking at last year's points, a seven point spread, you have to figure that uh, with Murray State going four and eight and Southeast Missouri State going nine and three, the spread is going to be bigger than seven. Give me Murray State, the yes, Racers, yes. to cover, not to win outright though. All right, and perhaps the, the one of the big games of the week and the final game for FCS Week One. Uh, in my book, I know it's, it's labeled week two for some reason. Uh, Youngstown State at North Dakota State, the Penguins against the Bison. I need to ask Mike Leach who would win in a fight there. What what, what was the first mascot? The Penguins. Penguin. Penguins. <laughs> what is a penguin? The Penguins. <laughs> okay. Against the Bison. Okay. Well, at least you, apparently you got the second one right. Penguins. Penguin. There you go. <laughs> Fucking, that's just that's just dumb. You just let dumb. it let it roll off the tongue. It sounds a little Look, better. Are we it? really gonna fade North Dakota State here? I know Youngstown State just lost Pelini to LSU, where he did a fantastic job. I think that might have been a, a great uh, blessing in disguise. But this game, by the way, at NBC Sports. So, uh, Youngstown State, North Dakota State, guys, we don't have a line on it yet. Any chance the Pang wins? Cover this. Mm, mm, mm. I think they might stick around. Am I crazy to think they might stick around to this game? I mean, like, yeah, back in 2019, they were what six and six, but they only lost to Northern Iowa by seven. Only lost to South Dakota State by ten. Uh, granted, the game against North Dakota State, they lost by uh, 35 or so. I don't want. I don't feel like doing the math right now. But I think late in the season, you know, they found their their quarterback of the future in Joe Craycraft. Um, great name. I don't know. Yeah. You but, know, he, um, he only, he started with the last three games of the year. He's kind of a dual option, a, a, a dual threat QB here. I don't know. I think, you know, North Dakota state is obviously replacing a whole lot and we know the spread is going to be through the roof here, especially with all of those 
all the you know, people who don't really follow FCS looking for some football game to bet on. Oh, North Dakota state. I've heard of them. They've won. They'll, they'll hear the stat, you know, that they've won eight out of nine. The spread's going to be like, I don't know, 30 points or something. Yeah. Call me crazy here, but I might go with the penguins of Youngstown state to cover that. I'm all I over mean, that with you, man. Yeah. All yeah. over that. Look at the last time they stepped on the field. Now I know Pelini's gone. They upset number seven, Illinois state 21 to three. The game before that Indiana state keeps a good program. They only lose by seven South Dakota. The coyotes, not bad. They, they, uh, they, I mean, they, they got their ass kicked that game, but I'm saying, I think they were heading in the right direction. Dude, They gave JMU a game in the national championship a couple of years ago. They're a fucking really good team. Yeah. So uh, where does the line have to be? Say so you're so only getting 21. I'm on it. I'm on it with 21, man, yeah, dude. And I'm, I'm on anything it. above 20. Yeah. If it's, if it's 15, what do you think? What do you guys think? Oh, if it's it. below 20, I'm going to go North Dakota state. <laughs> North Dakota state has lost a total of eight games in the last nine years. Uh, this team likes to win, but like you said, this is probably one of their worst teams since that little title stretch began. So the door has been cracked open and there are a lot of hungry teams that want to take the place at the top Youngstown state being one of them. What a great slate of, uh, of games right there. I think, I think we're going to lean Youngstown and depending on that line is stick around. Uh, hopefully later in the week on the college experience, we'll have that covered for you. Uh, that's, that's a wrap to our, our week one FCS that I call it at least. Um, I want to tell you guys, the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, baby. And the best part is you'll be, you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, so go to sports podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports podcast.com slash BTV. It's college basketball time, guys. It is college basketball time. Dude, this is the best time of year. Especially when you add in spring football, Are you kidding me? Spring oh, college football, double mixed whammy with March madness on the, you know, we're, we're this is like late February. It doesn't get any better. Joe Lenardi released his new bracketology today. What's Let up? me tell you this. What's this up? works really well together. Yeah. This, this, this FCS football, it's not drawing so much as your undivided attention that you, you can't watch college basketball. You still are focusing mainly on college basketball, but you get this whole other thing going on. And it's, FCS a, it's a shame. These bastards aren't going to give us this every year. Yeah. How about division two step up then? Somebody yeah. think outside the box. Somebody see the money. Does recruiting does national signing day really matter when you're a division two school? No, that's what I'm saying. So just play. Play the games. We'll watch them. We want to bet. At this what point does it get too close to like high school? Like I was, I, I was fairly impressed with the level of play, the Tarleton and McNeese game. If we start dropping in a D two D three, it might, it You're might not shit be watched. ass high school football. I play. don't even care though, dude. Like give me some, some football that we can bet on in the, like to me, just you got too much going on in the fall. Spread it out. Some, this isn't look, we, change comes. The NCAA is horrible with change. We've seen it for so long. They need to think outside the box here. This is a smart play to do the FCS in the spring. Yeah. It really is. It's not even the NCAA. Yeah, I don't think they have any control over it. It's really just the conferences. You know, yeah, the conferences and the teams within Division One, Double A or FCS. 
whatever you want to call it. It's, it's really up to them. They can still get yeah. their paycheck and play a game or two in the fall as their spring game, yeah. play your Alabama's Makes, play your Clemson's play, whatever. And makes and, complete sense to me. And then you'll get nat- like, people are going to know like right now, uh, Cody Orgeron, everyone was, uh, he was lighting up on who was people trending on name. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, come on Tarleton state to, to kick off their first game. People were talking about them. Yeah. I think I was, te- I was texted and see Nick, man, these wide receivers for Tarleton state are nasty. I would have never been watching that game if it was played in the fall on a Saturday. Yeah, no way. I, what, what am I missing here? Right. What am I missing? The opportunity is fucking so easily like right in front of their face. Why not? And then they're already releasing schedules for next year. So I know it's not going to happen again. Right. You know who needs to do it more than anyone? Who's that? I'm going to, I'm going to keep riding this train. The HBCUs stand to benefit more than anyone. Cause it's not like they're even missing the college football playoff. They have one bowl game. Yeah. They're playing the fucking celebration bowl. Why not get all that exposure? People want to support that cause well, you know? and with the legalization of gambling. I mean, come on, how many States have legalized gambling now? It, it, it's changing every day. They need to think outside the box here. People want to watch. They want to bet. Yeah. I can't, I don't know what else to say. I, I really am baffled by that. I'm baffled that no one picked up the, the, the contracts. I'm I'm baffled that we're watching it on ESPN plus. Yeah. They're not competitive enough. They don't have a, the competitive. They, they just want to fall in line, but they don't realize is they can, Dude, they can challenge that McNeese Tarleton game was as good as like, to me, I don't see a difference between that and a, and a somewhat major, like give me a double overtime uh, conference USA game. Yeah. It's the same. And that, I, yeah. Or like Duke versus wake Forest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, I, if anything, I would, dude, we, I've said forever. Duke Boston college is like one of these games. I just want to go to sleep. Right. <laughs> and, and you're telling you Tarleton state McNeese was way more entertaining than the, the, it's those the same game. Yeah. It's the same game. It has <laughs> zero implication on anything except for the fact that the players are playing good football. Call me crazy. I, I just don't understand the logic here, but um, all right. It's college basketball time. All right. Now, before we dive into bracketology, which was released, I wanted to go right into that, but uh, Jalen Johnson opts out for Duke. What do you think about this? I, I, I feel like opting out strong word for quitting. Cause look <laughs> the ACC, however, it, you know, we know Duke has problems, but you can't tell me if the right things ha- happen here. If UVA was to get upset by Georgia tech or something that Duke still has a little bit of a shot, right? Yeah. What do you think about this, Nick? You're yeah. A, I mean, you're it's a, a sign fan. of the times, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, you're, you're, sorry, a, say it again. you're a Duke fan. So I want to know your opinion about right. this. So I've heard conflicting stuff. I've heard that Jalen Johnson and his camp, which it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate. We even have to say like as a college kid, his camp, you know, but apparently his camp and, and Duke and the coaching staff have kind of, you know, been at odds since, uh, you know, like December, you know, and then recently just a week or two ago, he was taken out of the starting five the dude's dripping with potential, but at times his, his, his effort hasn't been there. And he's kind of a positionless player where he doesn't really, he does a lot of things good, but nothing great. And on, on the offensive end, like he's really good in transition on, on defense. He's a solid, you know, rim protector and rebounder But on offense. You know, he, he doesn't really have a back to the basket game. His jumpers solid, but he's really kind of, he needs to develop his game some, uh, yeah. And you know, so you've heard, I heard that, you know, him and there was a disconnect between him and Duke. 
But on the other hand, I heard that all the coaches, all the players and the coaches kind of supported his decision since really, let's face it. The season's not really going anywhere. Um, I, still I, so think I don't know. The- I think it's, unfortunately it's a sign of the times it happens in college football. It's it, it might start happening in college basketball too. Well, college football, I understand it more Duke college football. There's no, there's no chance. There's no postseason. Right. And college basketball, like in basketball, the, the risk of getting hurt is a lot smaller than in football, just the, the two sports. Yeah, but- now, apparently he kind of blamed it on his foot issue, which is why he missed like a month back in the, in, back in the, in December. I don't know if there's an issue with his foot. I don't know. It seems kind of like quitting to me and just preparing for the draft because you know, the outlook on this season is looking pretty bleak. So yeah, it, to me, it looks kind of like quitting. I don't know what to think. I, but, I think uh, it's hey, quitting it, too. And, and to me, like if you're still practicing for the draft, you still take the same risks with those injuries that you would be taking here. So I, and I, it, we've seen it. I mean, shit survive in advance. The whole 30 for 30 about NC state, they weren't going to make the tournament. They won the ACC tournament. We've seen it too many times. I remember Georgia and the sec in the past 10 or 12 years had a losing record and won the sec tournament made the NCAA tournament. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't right. like it. But as like a it. fan, if somebody doesn't want to be there, then if you, you know, it's worse that if you don't want to be there and you're still sticking around, so be gone and yeah. let's move on. Well, let me say this. Fuck you guys as fans. Okay. This guy is going after pro money. If he's got an injury, you know, it's his prerogative completely to pursue. The but then what, well, then why come back in general? Well, That's well, a question. Is this, is the injury legit or is it bullshit? It's probably bullshit. He's probably quitting. Yeah. Okay. If, if I had to guess, because he came back from it. Right. right. Maybe he yeah. was giving it an effort and realized that it wasn't like working out. He realized Duke sucked. And, and was yeah, like, yeah. after getting benched, you know, it, it kind of all aligns where he just, yeah. just threw in the towel. Yeah, I agree. But let me say this. Uh, how much does this like put even more fuel into the fire that going after these uh, one and dones is not the fucking move. If, if it's not working out, they're just going to fucking quit. Like, you know, you can't build on these guys for multiple years. You can't even build on them for one. If, uh, if you're not winning, there's uh, truth in that. But the, the, the flip side is Zion, you know, where everybody was telling Zion after that, you know, shoe incident is like, no dude, no, don't come back. And he was like, screw that, man. I'm coming back. These are my brothers. This is my team here. I'm going to come back and try to win. Sure. So for every Jalen Johnson, you, you have, you might have also a Zion who's saying that, no, I'm going to play. I'm right. a basketball well, player. Well, well, and I believe, I mean, I don't know how I read this, that uh, Zion wanted to come back for his sophomore year. And coach K was like, go pro dude. Yeah. get your money. <laughs> go get money. Yeah. <laughs> right. I heard that too. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but, um, I'm but sure. there is, there is a legitimate uh, point that Patty C brings up about going after, you know, all the freshmen, especially in the age of the grad transfer and just, you know, transfers in general, especially if they get clear without having to sit out a year. It's almost like, would you rather have a, a, a Carlick Jones yeah. who's 22 or 23 or a guy who's 18, you know? So yeah, there's that. Yeah. That brings up a good, a good question. I think that's the next evolution to college basketball is that you're going to see, you're going to start to see Kentucky and Duke grab a mix of each. That's Kentucky's done that. I mean, K- Kentucky got Olivier Saar this year. Toppin. They got Toppin also. Toppin also. I, Island, I thought yeah. both those would be you know, better players. Um, and then in the past, they've also got a couple of guys last couple of years. Um, the names are escaping me now, but yeah, you know, the, I, I guess if you want to really construct a team, 
you would have one or two like top notch elite one and done talents. You would, you would recruit a couple guys, the tier below who may stay three or four years, but they're still like a four star Texas and tech bring in one or two grad transfers for, you know, that experience. Texas tech does it fairly well. I feel like they always get a, a one, yeah. one or two good recruits. Then they mix in. They, they have some players that return like a good amount. I feel like each year and then uh, they'll go and get a two or three grad transfers. They do a great right. job of mixing uh, all that together. And I think that's what you're seeing uh, in, in today's college basketball, it's switching. And, and but yeah, there's no perfect answer. I mean, Texas tech has yeah, have had some success under Chris. They, they made, you know, the, the uh, finals once, but other than that, they haven't had any deep runs. Well, I mean, uh, you know, granted, uh, well, well, they're still well, like in their in kind of in their infancy as they progress. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to remember Beard was in year two, right? When he took him to, to the NCAA championship, and then <laughs> year three, year three, had we had a March Madness, I think people were thinking, hey, this Texas Tech team could make a run. And then uh, uh, this year, I think all we all would, I bet you, if we were to fill out a bracket right now, we'd have Texas Tech in the Sweet Sixteen at least. Well. Yeah, probably. Texas Tech looks great. Um, I'm going to say this, like for, for you TMZ fans out there that are like myself that, you know, have never invested fully into knowing like who St. Bonaventure has as their third best player, you know, uh, if you're looking for a move back to a more like something that you can be a casual fan of and know who the players are over the course of time without diving completely in. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I'm starting to understand that the sport is better the way it is right now, but I do think that it's worth looking at to see if, you know, these teams start to appreciate talent more than, or, uh, uh, experience more than talent. And we start to see like, but even still, it's not like it was back in the nineties where you get all the five stars and they'd all stay for yeah. five years or yeah. three years yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, and it's kind of hard to not be interested in a five star. Like if you know, he's going to play one year of college ball and you know, you're just like doing your recruiting. You're like, dude, this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, why would you not want to bring him in? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I heard y'all's last podcast and last time Duke won a national championship. Patty C was 2015 with Tyus Jones and Okafor and was that, Winslow. Was that the Wisconsin game? Yeah, not no, that long ago. That was a, that you game was saying it was like ten years dude, ago. That game was a crock of shit, though. That ball clearly went out off Duke, and they they say yeah, it went off Wisconsin. At the end, didn't uh, go your that way. That was the worst. That was the worst refereed. I, that, I mean, that stands out. That game. Anyway, let's get to it here. Uh, look, Reece, let's just point out that Colby has beef with UVA's national championship. And Duke's national. Well, it takes some calls. Both it of his co-host favorite teams. <laughs> it takes some. Dude, the UVA run was unbelievable. It was fun. Duke, at least, like they they were talented enough. Where I think we all probably had them in our Final Four or at least Elite Eight. Yeah. Well, um, UVA was a one seed, but but it's still they one seed that lost as a to a sixteen the year before. <laughs> and if you if you, and for all those Wisconsin fans who are all you know who still cry about that game, the game before that when they beat Kentucky. They were the beneficiary of a very bad call. I think it was like a goaltending or something. If yeah, if, and Kentucky was yeah, what? So, Kentucky was. Uh, Kentucky was so. Was that, that was, they were probably the best team in the nation. Oh, I year. was very yeah. happy as a Duke fan. Not they might to have been the best team ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
look, Lenardi just released uh, his top, uh, his newest uh, bracketology here. Obviously, Baylor Gonzaga still ones, but the other two, Ohio State and Michigan, ones that are he's staying pat with. He has Ohio State playing James Madison in the first oh, round. Please, yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> Mickey. Oh my gosh, that would be the best day of my life. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. If one of these were to get removed off of the, the 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 one seed, who do you think it is and why? Who they got right now? I'm saying Ohio State and Michigan. Let's pull up both their schedules here. Um, there's so much carnage below them, though. It seems like they're almost safe now. Well, you got a Michigan. I, What's that name? On Twitter, on Twitter, I apologize for 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 slamming the Buckeyes in the podcast last week. But I'm going to do it again. I still think that all season long, you know, except for the two weeks where Michigan wasn't playing, that the best three schools have been Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan. Really? You give a lot more credit to Michigan to me. You keep on fading Michigan. I don't know why. They've been dominant this year. I wouldn't. They have, I mean, look, they're 14 and one. I still watch the game against pretty Oakland. Good. They, they played like a horrible pretty Oakland team and won in overtime. That was uh, in like November. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's the, uh, there's only been like thir- They've only played 12 games, bro. That's <laughs> one of fucking 12 games. It's like a football schedule. They're playing. Uh, <laughs> look, their remaining games, Michigan home versus Rutgers at Ohio state at Indiana home to Iowa at Michigan state. Meanwhile, Ohio state has the advantage of hosting Michigan, even though I mean with COVID who, who I don't think at Penn state, Home to Michigan, at Michigan State, home to Iowa, home to Illinois. They got Michigan twice? No. Michigan and Michigan State. Oh, okay. But they have their three hardest opponents at home being Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois. You think both of these teams what are the odds that both these teams are one seeds? I don't think so. I think one's gonna one's gonna fall off. Yeah, assuming that uh, you know, they're gonna have a loss in the regular season, one of the teams will at least. You know, I mean they they both could have st- multiple losses with how good the uh, big 10 is, but then also in the big 10 tournament, only one team can win it. Yeah. I would tend to agree. I think, I think the big 10 probably only gets one team on that one line, but I mean, with the, with the strength of the conference this year, it's, it's possible they could get to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JMU, Ohio state. What do you think? <laughs> you lay in uh, you're taking the 25 points, Nick. <laughs> 25. Dude, what's what's great if that you're a Duke Jamie's fan is that you got nothing to lose, man. You know, you're expected House to get blown money, out. Baby. So lay it all on the line, see what happens. <laughs> uh well, uh, I can tell you this. Uh, we talk, you know, Lenardi's bracketology, his last eight in. I don't know if you guys saw this over the past weekend. with exception to Colorado State, the other seven teams went six and one. The one loss being Carolina to UVA. So it was a decent loss. Uh, so we didn't see anyone really jump in to, to the, uh, to, to the, the, according to his thing. Once again, this is not official, but uh, hold on. What is this? This is his the last eight in. Okay. Went six and one and the seventh or the, the eighth team, I'm sorry, Colorado state didn't play. Yeah. So they remained in North Carolina, the only team that lost. So they ended up dropping back three slot or two spot, two spots from what he had. So right now the last eight in Minnesota, Indiana, North Carolina, Drake, St. Bonaventure, Boise state, Colorado state, and Stanford. Now the first, the, 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 the first four out are Maryland who beat Nebraska by 14 tonight. St. Louis, who's currently on the television behind me. They're up big against LaSalle. 
uh, UConn, which had a big win against Providence today and Richmond, which plays VCU to tomorrow. Um, and then we have after that Ole Miss St. John's who's currently in battle right now, Syracuse and SMU. Uh, any, uh, what, what storyline St. John's going to win this game against Xavier too. They're up by nine under a minute. God, I almost, dude, I took the fucking lock off on that one. <laughs> <sighs> Loser. That's going to kill me. First off. I mean, UNC, do you see what they did and where they, they, they went Northeastern? out and scheduled? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I hate giving Northeastern uh, or UNC credit for doing something, but that was kind of a cool move. Well, it was a smart move after they ruined their Miami game. I actually think in a way it benefits them a lot because I think Miami could have beat them. Um, whereas I don't think Northeastern is going to have a shot to beat them. They don't have the height. Um, it's still is running a risk. Like, and it's kind of an unnecessary risk. No, like, I, I think it's, you a, know, how much, how much do you gain by beating Northeastern compared to how much you lose? If you lose a Northeastern? No, I think it's smart because you want to have a winning record. Cause look, if, if, if they had lost on the stretch, we had them in Going, then go play Florida A and M or something. Okay, Northeastern's a solid program. I understand that, but maybe Florida A and M wasn't available. And by the way, they were supposed to play Northeastern earlier this year, and that's why I think they I called them. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but my point is, is that you know we had them. We were you know forecasting their record, and we at some we said fourteen and twelve, and that was with the Miami win. So if they were going to be you know thirteen and twelve something like that. And you go into the ACC tournament and you lose in the first round. If you're sitting at 13 to 13, they might not put you in. So I think every win counts. I think it's a smart move. They, they want to look like they're having a winning record, even if they get upset in the first round of the ACC what, tournament. What's the, what's the school that Jackson state's playing Edward waters. Yeah. <laughs> they maybe they're not, they're not available for a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know that the, the D two basketball probably. But uh, Northeastern no, nine and seven, eight and two in the CAA, just split with uh, JMU. That is a decent program, but I don't think. I mean, how bad does North Carolina have to be? No, it? they're going to beat Northeastern, dude. Yeah. See, my I think I saw the spread, the spread of fifteen or so. But my point is this: now that they add Northeastern, they're twelve and seven right now. So getting them to thirteen and seven, uh, then you you have Louisville, which yeah, if you lose that game, thirteen and eight at BC, fourteen and eight. Uh, then you have Florida state Syracuse and Duke. So you could potentially lose all three of those and end up at, at uh, you know, 14 and 11, 14 and 12 uh, had they had, you know, they had their Virginia tech game postponed too. Let's not forget that. That was one that we kind of had penciled in as Virginia tech. I mean, that could have gone either way, but I think we were going to favor tech Virginia tech. That one, yeah. So I, I think that was a smart move to do the Northeastern thing. Here. I don't know, man. If you, if you're talking about losing three in a row, you know, at the end of the season for a team that is on you know, the last eight in, I think that hurts you much more so than, than the, the, the potential gains for beating Northeastern, you know, that gain of having one more notch in the W column. If, if you lose to those three schools and if you end the season losing three in a row for a team that's on the bubble, you're not going to make the tournament. But regardless are of they if you going North, to lose Northeastern to Northeastern two weeks before? No. What are the odds of that happening? Is the question. Yeah, they're not going to lose. The I don't think so. Yeah. So that's why that 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 proves my point that the one extra win against Northeastern is not that significant. No, compared I, compared to if you lose to Northeastern. See, I still think that the biggest thing they want is a winning record because I think you're much. They're going to get it unless they lose like three or four in a row at the end. So. Well, either way, any, anything that UNC can do to dress up their record, people yeah. aren't going to yeah. be inclined to look at the fucking details. If they see North Carolina with the same record as someone else, they're going to give the edge to North Carolina. Yeah. 
I think, I, I think that's it's, it's a no brainer that if they're 14 and 12, as opposed to 13 and 12, even if they lose that last three, if they win the first game in the ACC tournament and lose the second, they're still on the fence a little bit. You add in another win to puff up those stats. I think it's, I think clearly they thought the same way. <laughs> you know, well, what I, mean? I, 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 I was just giving them credit because I thought it was a kind of a little bit of a ballsy move, you know, because compared to some other teams that apparently you think have dodged playing opponents, you know, I, I granted Northeastern is not a top, you know, 50 program, but they're a decent team. They yeah. have at least somewhat of an outside chance of making this a competitive well, look, game. If it's they true. didn't go out and party, they would have played Miami. And if they had lost that game, oh, God, the kids are know? 20 year olds, man. <laughs> NC uh, Nick giving NC all kinds of credit. Yeah. I hate it. I don't like doing this either, but I just thought that I was like, wow, I'm surprised they did that. I I'm not surprised though. I'm not as surprised. I, I, I think you they needed to do melling, Dude, after, good, after the uh, games arguments. got canceled of Miami and Virginia tech, right? They needed to make sure they had a win. I think Miami was the win. They were, everyone was penciling in. So it's like, Hey, let's just get a win on this thing. Make sure that if worse comes to worse and we get upset in the ACC tournament, we'll still be 14 and 13 or 13 and 12, whatever. And, and we'll still have a winning record to, to, cause I think at 500, you make the case of, Hey, why put them in over a Drake over a uh, Western Kentucky? If I know anything about blue bloods in, in, in football or basketball is they will not schedule a game unless it seriously benefits them. You know, <laughs> if, if there's nothing to gain from it, there's no fucking chance they're going to do it. They don't have to, they're not going to. So they must've seen some benefit from this. I, I got to mention, I know I'm just going to jump right over to the horizon league where my Cleveland state Vikings, they lost, they split a series against a, a, a hot Detroit team. Um, now they're tied for first with Wright state and Wright states won nine in a row. Starting to have to sweat this out. They got the like current bracketology has Wright State in and not Cleveland State. <laughs> have they played yet? I don't think they have. Uh, Dude, Wright State's legit, man. They've been good for like three years. Yeah, they have been, man. My Vikings though the need, to, need to get it going, man. Um, so I'm pulling up the Cleveland State basketball schedule as I speak right now. And uh, the funny thing is, they have Wright State as a 13 seed. Yeah, because I, I think they had Cleveland at the 14 line, right? Or they the had them at a 15 line. and a 16 line at one point. Wow. But I mean, even Cleveland state's been pretty, look at those. There's they, they've been great since like December. Um, no, they don't play Wright state again. They, they, they split with Wright state before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm impressed with the, the northernness of the mascots of the horizon league, <laughs> the Vikings, the Norse, the Grizzlies and the penguins. Jeez, fucking intimidating. I don't want to go <laughs> play in the horizon. <laughs> uh, okay. But let's get over to, uh, let's get over to uh, look, we got now Virginia loses. What do you guys, you think Florida state's going to take the ACC? Let's talk about Patty C's Wahoos and how they fumbled a grand opportunity here. They're sus. They're very sus. Um, I don't think Virginia is going to go very far in the tournament this year. They've lost, they've lost to the four best teams they've played and they've gotten slapped around each time. Nick, They're just not that good. Nick, what do you think about the, uh, the Wahoos here? It kind of gives the, you know, Tony Bennett credit. Cause he's going to beat the teams that he's like equal to or better than, but the question is, can they step up and beat the top tier teams? Um, you know, shot I, I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say he's a Schottenheimer of uh, fucking college basketball. <laughs> hey, rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer never cut down the nets. <laughs> so uh, 
Tony Bennett has that. Not, but. not, not truly correct. Uh, in the the world, f- uh, I think it was the United Football League. The Virginia Destroyers won a championship with Marty Schottenheimer. God bless Marty. After the Chargers nice. fired him, the, <laughs> Virgi- the Virginia Destroyers got that chip. <laughs> got that chip he needed. Only the Dan Bays knows that. Where were they located? In Virginia, uh, I believe Norfolk. Really? I believe wow. so. Interesting. Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I still think Florida state has the highest ceiling of all these teams. Um, UVA could still win the regular season. It's going to come down to those two schools, obviously. But as far as tournament time, I think Florida state has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking final four. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. apparently UVA wasn't even shooting uh, too poorly in that game. They still just got scorched. I think they were shooting pretty well. Huh? <laughs> like Florida state just has a different gear. Uh, we're, let's touch on some of these games tomorrow. I know I want to go into the conference standings here before we get out of here, but uh, the next couple of days, first off tomorrow, NC state at Pitt. Pitt, Is there still any life for Pitt to make the NCAA tournament? I think there's still a tiny bit of life. They needed to, to get, to get a win here. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Nick? I think they should win, I guess, but a life to make the NCAA tournament Pitt, dude, if Syracuse just won and got in there, you know, I still think Pitt the close the season hot. They get a win on the ACC tournament. They might be able to fight. I think they have to go like maybe to the ACC final or something. No, I, I'd be surprised. I don't see Pitt doing much. Mm. I, and I think, I mean, really, and if, if you look at the roster, they got some talented dudes. So it's kind of an indictment on, on uh, Jeff Capel here. Cause I don't know, man, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's bounce over to Syracuse at Louisville where I mentioned Syracuse first four out, or no first, uh, second four out. Uh, so they are, this is a huge game for yeah. the Q's truly fighting right now, Louisville an eight seed. So they're probably safely in, uh, do we got a play? We're leaning here. I kind of like Louisville here. Uh, What's the spread? It, do we have that? Uh, I can find that. Let me load that up. But what are you thinking? Just, uh, off the cuff. If yeah. you're talking about Syracuse fucking fighting on the bubble and Louisville as an eight seed, I got to say, there's a lot more urgency for Syracuse there. You would think. Yeah. And uh, for the cover at the very least, let alone the fucking outright win, by the way, let me, let me uh, get you that Louisville minus four is that line. Mm. That's tough. That's tough. tough. Cause <laughs> Syracuse has not been very good on the road, but on the same, uh, I, I don't think Louisville's played in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like, what do you want to fade? Do you want to fade the team coming back off their layoff or you want to fade the, you know, the bad road team. That's tough. Um, yeah. I'm going to ride with Louisville. I think I'm with you at minus four. I'm going to ride with Louisville here. What about, by the way, NC state's a favorite in that pit game at pit NC state minus three and a half. I'm seeing. I wonder if that's right. NC state. That's a surprising line. That might not be maybe this thing. Cause it's not like all across that the board is a little bit. Um, a huge one tomorrow, an absolutely huge game between Richmond and VCU. Uh, VCU currently in first place in the Atlantic 10 tonight, by the way, we had this on while we were talking here, Dayton lost in double overtime to Rhode Island, which really moves them back. Richmond or VCU has got a one game lead on Davidson and UMass, but St. Bonaventure's yet a half game back from VCU, but they're not playing again. Richmond, two games back from VCU. Richmond starts five seniors. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, their point guards, a beast. What do we? Th- this is a huge. This is a huge fucking. Where game. is this being played? Uh, Not that it really matters. Yeah. It's home court for both teams. Well, look, essentially, right, according to bracketology, Richmond uh, in the first four out ahead of uh, Syracuse, ahead of St. John's, ahead of Ole Miss, ahead of SMU. Whew. 
and uh, VCU obviously in because they're automatic. He has them automatically beating or the automatic bid from the a 10 um, VCU an 11 seed. So these Winner, winners of five straight VCU. I think Richmond's going to beat them. Hmm. I'm going to go Richmond. I'm going to go my spiders too. Give me Rams. Mm. Mm. By the way, it's, it's pit minus three and a half. Yeah, it was weird. I, I thought, yeah. Sense. Okay. I think they made a mistake on the site. Um, so let's go bet that. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> what else do we got on this game? But that dude, that's the, the, the game of the day. Probably perhaps right there. Richmond VC, by the way, Nebraska, what at Maryland again tomorrow. Is that what again? I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking here too. That's that's, that's surprising. They lost by 14 tonight. Maryland rules again. I think that's hard to be a team done these back to backs though, man, mm. as I've learned throughout this year. Yeah. So uh, hold on. And the game tonight was in Maryland also. Yeah. So they're playing two games in Maryland in a row. <laughs> Maryland just pat. That's what Maryland, they added that thing. They're padding their stats to make the tournament. They're pulling a North I, Carolina. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> to see this in the big 10 though. Cause in the big 10, never would they give one team, you know, both home games. What? what, what? I guess like from a scheduling standpoint, why would you do back to back in two different locations on yeah. consecutive no, days? True. Yeah. true. Especially with that but big of a gap and no home think, court. Advantage. I'm pretty sure if I can say this, I don't think any, I've seen any other big 10 games where it's been back to back games yeah. at the same court. I'd have to look, but yeah, maybe, um, maybe you're right. Hang on. I want to tell the folks out there that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vague since you're buying positions from other sports betters. There is no house and you can play for money in 40 different States. It's sports betting without a vig. You literally can't beat it. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge. B E T T O R edge.com. Promo code SGP. Um, how about this one here? You find this one a little interesting? Arizona State at USC is you is USC just going to run away with this thing? Is it official? No. How about Colorado losing to Cal after beating Stanford by eighteen? That's the Colorado I was expecting when I faded them against Stanford. <laughs> right. That's the Colorado right. you've come to know, know and love. I I was I was telling Nick all year like this team can't win on the road, fade them, and then they they just destroy Stanford, who I think is they they're they're in right now, right? So he has Stanford in right now. I think I locked up Stanford in that game because they were getting like five and a half points or something. Yeah. Any chance uh, Arizona State comes into LA and grabs that win? I don't know about. I mean, I, first off, I'm surprised to see. Uh, and 11 and a half point spread. So yeah. I'm going to just how wacky the PAC 12 has been. I would tend to take the points there. I agree. Really? Yeah. Take the 11 and a half. I, no? I know Arizona state seven and nine USC 17 and three. They've yeah. been fucking rolling. Mobley has been a beast. 11 and a half isn't that much. I just say, give me the 11. You Air- might be right. You might be right. Arizona I mean, is cl- clearly the better team, but it's been a wacky PAC 12 this year. And I don't know. That's a lot of points. Uh, it is. It's a close race in the uh, pack. I mean, yeah, you're right. There, there's not a ton of separation there. Well, the best games of the day for tomorrow are VCU Richmond. Uh, then we got to highlight this one, Minnesota at Indiana guys. This I just mentioned the last eight in, he has both Minnesota and Indiana. This is a fucking playoff game. What are we thinking here? This line currently at uh, where Indiana are we? minus four and a half. 
Uh, man, Minnesota's Looks winless on the road. I got to ride. I got to ride time. with Indiana. Got to ride with Minnesota's winless on the road. I've faded them. I made money. I got to ride with Indiana despite You're them. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Nick? yeah, I agree. I I think Vegas is starting to catch on to that because this line, if it was like Indiana minus two and a half, I'd lock up the Hoosiers. Four and a half makes me at, at least question it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm gonna pick Indiana. I don't know if I'm gonna actually bet it though. Let me ask you this, Nick. Did you ever attend an eight nine Hernan basketball league Hoosiers game where Colby Dant and Patty C played on the same team? I'm sure he did. I would imagine. He wanted to see greatness. Now, <laughs> now did you see the the combination? What what is our equivalent in the uh, college basketball ranks? I, <laughs> I I would steal the ball and throw it off the back. I just learned to stop shooting the ball. I would steal it every possession, pass it to Colby and hit a three. We had a, a douchebag <laughs> who was a decent basketball player, but he was a complete douche. And his dad was the coach, but Colby and I were the fucking cool kids on the team. And so <laughs> that's right. We would say, Hey, who wants to play streets of rage? Or Tecmo Super Bowl after the game, and no one else wanted to but us. That's how we knew we were fucking cool, and they we were, were cool. Let me yeah. ask you this: We were eight years old. We were the fucking coolest kids on the court. Who is a combination like us on the? Uh, were we the John Wall and Brad? I guess John Wall really can't shoot much, but he can steal the ball a little bit. No, I I, I compare a, it to like uh, who's a true three point gunner and a true defensive master. It was like Ray, you were like Rajon Rondo, uh-huh. and I was Ray Allen. <laughs> yeah, right? there it is. There, there it you is. go. Uh, there you go. That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you stepped in there because I was drawing blanks over here. Yeah, <laughs> there tough. we go, dude. Uh, but look, this is a great slate of games here. Uh, like I said, that's a playoff game. Minnesota, Indiana. How about this one? Utah State at Boise State. This is the top two teams in the Mountain West going toe to toe here. We, we saw this. I, I hit on this before Boise state last four in right now, because Utah state holds that tiebreaker. They're both tied for first, but Utah state has the tiebreaker. Huge game here. Absolutely fucking huge game. Can't wait to watch this one. This, the VCU game, Minnesota, Indiana, your three best games to watch. Um, what do we see in that line at Nick? We see, we got it loaded up here. I, th- I see uh Utah state. No, I see it opened as Utah state minus two. Now it's Boise minus one and a half. Is this the only game they play against each other or have they played each no, other? They all? played it earlier and Utah state got them. Utah state yeah. won. Okay. But so, it was in Logan. No, right? I'm showing that they, they play two here Wednesday and Friday at Boise. I, hold on. I at, thought they didn't play earlier in the year though at Logan. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, Oh, maybe I'm thinking of at Colorado state. So the next two games to d- decide this uh, conference. Yeah. Well, no, I, I no, like no, no, no here. Uh, Utah state. They had their last three games canceled. So they haven't played in two weeks. Um, yeah. Give me the home team. Uh, I, you know, I think they're fairly similar teams. Utah state might be a, a hair better, but coming off a, a two week break uh, and Boise's at home. Yeah. Give me Boise. But this does not decide the conference You're because right. Colorado state's a half game back. San Diego state's a game and a half back Nevada, two and a half games back. So uh, any of those teams could if make they their... split here. It fucks everything yeah. up even yeah. worse. I hope it does. Um, <laughs> I want to watch and Utah state after, after the two games against Boise, Utah state has two games against Nevada. So a uh, nice way mm. to end the season. Jeez. Mm. Mm. Tough, 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 tough break for the Aggies. Um, that's that's must watch TV, man. That's must watch TV. Uh, how about this? Drake at Northern Iowa. Drake is the last eight in right now, despite them splitting against Loyola. Loyola's strength of schedule is tougher. Uh, they give it to Loyola as the top team currently in the Missouri Valley. So Drake really can't afford any 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 losses here. But yet Drake's 
leading scorer and rebounder is out for a month. They're they're probably going to get him back. I don't think they're going to have him back for the Missouri Valley tournament. I think they're going to have to get him back by March Madness. So, what first are, off, I give them a lot of credit for that gritty win on, on the you know the, the second half of that back to back. That was a crazy uh, game, dude. That was a crazy yeah. game. Yeah, they I didn't watch that game. I watched the, the first, first game on right? Saturday. Um, so I give them a lot of credit for coming back, beating Loyola without their top guy. Uh, dude, they're a hell of a team, man. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that they pull through here. But I, I could, I, they they can't afford. They you know they lost to a bad uh, Valpo team as their as their one other loss besides the Loyola one. So they can't afford to lose to a Northern Iowa team that we know yet yeah, they're well coached, but they haven't been good this year. They were supposed to be great this year, but AJ Green, their leading scorer, out for the year, broke his hip. They can't afford to lose one of these games. They got to make sure they take care of business against, against these other teams. So, so you, you guys are saying you guys are a little more familiar with the bracketology scene here. Drake really can't lose to anyone except Loyola Chicago for the remainder of the season to have a chance to be a second bid. Obviously if they, win, they get in, but um, I would say if they, if they lose, it would have to be to a winning team. It would have to be like Indiana state or something where they, they have, they can't lose to a team like Northern Iowa has a losing record by a lot. Yeah. So they can't afford a really bad loss like that. If they yeah, lose, we, yeah. we broke this down in the podcast on last Thursday and Drake had not played any quad one games before the two against Loyola Chicago. So right now they only have one quad one win. I don't think they can afford to lose to, to anybody else. Obviously they don't play Loyola Chicago in, anymore in, in the, in the regular season, they right. could, uh, you know, face them off uh, against them in the conference. So they, yeah, they could potentially lose to to Loyola Chicago in like the conference final and maybe still be okay. But I don't, if they lose to Northern Iowa, I think they could be in trouble. Yeah. They got to take it. Uh, they got to they take the, the teams with losing records left on their schedule. They absolutely have to win those games. Um, how about this one? South Carolina at Tennessee. Can someone explain to me why Tennessee's a four seed? I don't get it, Nick. I don't get their process. They were a three don't seed. Don't tell anybody because I want them to be a high seed so I can fade them in the tournament. Well, Lenardi <laughs> has them playing Colgate, which uh, I hope this happens. This would be a rematch from the last NCAA tournament we had where Tennessee won an overtime against Colgate. I mean, what do you guys think? The Vols, any chance South Carolina comes in there? What's I'm seeing Tennessee's an 11 and a half point favorite. Yeah, I saw that. That's way too many points. I think, I mean, Tennessee just struggles to score the ball. And if you're laying that many points with a team that struggles to score, uh, I'm going to take the Gamecocks. Yeah. I think Tennessee probably wins, but give me the points. I agree. I agree. That's uh, I think it's, t- I don't know how the fuck they're a force. I just don't understand what's going on there. That like, does seem pretty high. It's just, uh, they were a three seed before their loss to LSU. And I was like, how? I, I like USC. I feel like is better than Tennessee, right? USC is a five seed. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, um, uh, those are. I mean, Kentucky at Vandy. Who cares? I feel like Kansas, Kansas State. Any chance for a fight? That's that's what we're rooting for at this point, yeah. right? <laughs> a fist fight. We're oh, that was yeah. yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah last right. year they got in a big brawl. Uh, that was dope. How about this Thursday, a magical day in college basketball because they moved the Texas Oklahoma game from Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday because of these blizzards. So now we're getting Texas at Oklahoma, number 12 against number nine Patty. And there, we do have a line on this one, guys. We have Oklahoma. This opened up as Texas as a one point favorite. Now it is uh, I'm seeing Oklahoma minus three and a half. 
against Texas. Yeah. In Norman. What do you think, Nick? That's tough, man. I've been impressed with Oklahoma. I, 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 you know, coming into the year, I didn't think the uh, Sooners would be that great, but uh, they're that triple guard line that they have with Reeves, with Gibson, and with uh, I'm gonna struggle with the the last name there, but um, and yeah, Texas just hasn't looked right the last couple of weeks. Um, three and a half, yeah. Give me the Sooners. Sooner up, man. Sooner, uh, sooner all day. I'm uh, with you guys. I'm with I'm with the Lonnie too. K. Texas Tech at TCU. TCU been playing better ball. I saw Nick lock them up and lose though. Any chance Thursday that TCU pulls off the upset in Fort Worth? No. Nick. No, no. Okay. But if you give me ten plus points, I might again think about TCU. Hear me out here. If if Richmond beats VCU on Wednesday, uh, then Richmond will be a, a game back. But Bonaventure goes into the lead, a half game back to be tied. But Bonaventure plays at Mason. Any chance the Patriots pull the upset against the Bonnies? Get out of here. Yeah. Here's a big one though. N- another one that got pushed back that made th- this is what's great about they push these games. So Thursday's loaded. Texas Tech TCU is supposed to be Tuesday. Same with Texas, Oklahoma. And then LSU Ole Miss. And guys, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Ole Miss is red hot right now. Ole Miss has played their way into the first eight out, and they've been red hot lately. They're hosting LSU, who we know has defensive problems. Can Kermit Davis's squad, the Rebels, find themselves into the NCAA tournament? Nick, what are you thinking? Well, I like them to beat LSU at home. I think LSU doesn't travel well, and you never know what you're going to get with that team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I like to Ole Miss, and yeah, man, just keep on stringing those wins together, and you know we'll see what happens. They're currently in the next four out. So yeah. what does that put them? Sixty-eight would be the last four in. Seventy-two would be the first four out. They got them as the number one, and the, they got them number seventy-three. Nipping at the heels. I think they've won five in a row, man. Interesting stuff Ole going Miss. on there. Better play ball for the rest of the way out. Ohio State at Penn State. I think we flushed. Everyone was ready to flush the toilet on Penn State. If Penn State beats Ohio State here, I think they're back into the the first eight out. All right. Fair to say. Hey, you beat a one seed. I think I I think at least you get you know back into consideration. Sure. They played them damn close the first time around. They right? should have beat them. I mean, they let them off the hook, man. Should have beat him. That's always Penn State basketball story, though. Iowa at Wisconsin. The Big Ten race is still up for grabs. I Dude, know. The Big Ten is fucking awesome. Iowa at yeah, I know. It's so loaded. Iowa at Wisconsin. I'm gonna take the Badgers here, but this is a game where I feel like athleticism is similar for both teams. Normally, Iowa on the road, I tend to fade, especially against the super athletic teams. Uh I guess Wisconsin, I guess. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll go Iowa, Nick. Well, I feel like I was kind of putting it back together. They had like a slump there for a week or two where they were struggling. Um, but you know, they, I think they've won you know two or three in a row now. I kind of like Wisconsin coming back after the Michigan loss. Have they played yet this season? Let uh, me take a quick have they look. Played Iowa? I don't think they have. If so, it must've been early. No, no, they haven't. Um, the one and oh, they're playing twice it, in the next five games. There you go. Yeah, you know what? At Wisconsin is always a tough place to play. I imagine Iowa is going to be favored by at least five or six or so. So I, I might take the home dog there. There we go, Patty C. Uh, got a lean there. Look, go with your boy Garza from the D.C. area. You would think Garza. I'm looking at the stats here. I'm, I'm trying to figure out Wisconsin. Everyone else in the Big Ten, like 
top 25 has a, a noteworthy or several noteworthy players. Uh, Wisconsin's top score at Demetric Trice at 13.6 points per game. Next up is Micah Potter at 11.6. So they don't have a ton of dudes that score off the chain. That's well, they, they don't score off the chain as a whole as a team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're probably averaging like 60, you know, they're kind of like UVA where they, they, they really slow tempo basketball focus on defense, low scoring, you know, suck, suck that clock, suck that clock. <laughs> I've been known uh, to suck a good <laughs> clock in my day. Uh, uh, okay. Look, we got a couple of others before we get the fuck out of here, Houston at Wichita state, believe it or not, Wichita state can still win the AAC guys. This is a huge game on Thursday. Any chance the shockers pull off the shocker and uh, suck that clock and, and get While that win. A shocker. <laughs> get that win against the Cougars. What do you think? It's it sounds like Patty C's never heard that expression before. A bunch suck of clock suckers. Clock. No, I haven't. It's amazing. I've called UVA some clock suckers before. They are big time <laughs> clock suckers. <laughs> Tony Bennett is a major clock sucker. <laughs> Uh, what are we thinking on this game? I'm trying to ask you guys questions. You're talking about clock sucking. Uh, what's going on here? What's going on? Like, what do you it's think? Tony Which Bennett deep throats the clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think man. we get the two hour marks. So it's it's like going off the rails at this point. Yeah. Uh, I like Houston. Oh, the Shockers yeah. have surprised. They've done better than I thought after, you know, the, the losing the coach and all you know, players transferring, but, but Houston's a better team. So Give me the Cougars. Patty C, any chance Wichita pulls off the upset? They could still, this is a huge game. They can still win the AAC. I don't know. Man. The AAC is tough. Houston is up and down sometimes. I guess give me the Cougs. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Uh, Arizona at UCLA, guys. Arizona currently outside the NCAA tournament uh, rank or uh, projections. Uh, UCLA in, but been, been, been kind of playing shitty lately. What do we got? What do we got here in the Pac-12? I think uh, we don't have a line on this yet, but uh, I'm going to say UCLA takes care of business against Arizona and Sean Miller. Nick, I like that. Yeah, you, uh, Arizona's just a different team on the road. Give me UCLA. This isn't a good conference. Are we? Uh, are we in agreement on that? This conference, the is depth, good. the depth is quality, but yeah. there's no really yeah, there's good no top elite teams. teams. Yeah. The it's deepest? actually kind of like football. Yeah, because I, I think yeah. in yeah. football they get a bad rap, but I'm like. It's a deeper con. They play the nine conference games. I guess down all the way down to Washington State, they're pretty decent. Washington State's great at home, so uh, they're, they're very similar to their year. football t- yeah. uh, thing, though. You know what I mean? Like where you could say, "Man, every game's a grind a little bit." Yeah, but they have no one elite. Um, are you going to UCLA, Patty? Yeah, I got to. All right, how about this one? Rutgers at Michigan. Do you, are we just going to continue to ride the blue? I am. You you it continue. Depends, it depends, You're the hater. It depends what the line is because I like this Rutgers squad. But uh, Rutgers is be, is a much better home team too. That's true. Nick is higher than uh, on Michigan than either you or I are. Mickey. Uh, yeah, I called you Mickey right there. Jeez, uh, Colby. That's uh, that's the biggest insult I've ever thrown you. Mickey, we love you. Um, okay, St. Mary's Gonzaga. That's normally a good game. St. Mary's down this year. Gonzaga rolls right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about this Colorado at Oregon? That's a big time game right there. Those are two teams playing for, they're still alive to win the pac 12. If USC takes a tumble here, Colorado, Oregon, 
I think Oregon just completed that Arizona sweep. You know, uh, I know that the last game against the Wildcats was close, but Oregon found a way to win. So coming back home, I think Oregon continues to roll. I think they're improving. And I know Colby had them as the number one team in the pack and in the pack 12 all year. I think they're, they're getting better. I think they're becoming that team. I like them to beat Colorado. Yeah. Colorado's horrible on the road. If this uh, Oregon, I don't think has won in Boulder. They lost already this year. So they're going to tie it up here. Give me the buffs. Fuck you both. Wow. It's going with the buffs. There All we right. go. Uh, look, I'm, we'll preview the rest of the games, but before I get out of here, we do have a nice little matchup of Vermont at UMBC guys top. This is the quality of, of this conference here. What are we going? UMBC. You go, give you me go those on? retrievers, American <laughs> East 13 and four start a five, two point guard. What's not to go, like about this team. Go out and fetch that win. You, you retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Horvath, you know, Brandon Horvath, Nick leads the team, 14 points, nine boards a game. This guy was a key player in that, that breakdown that it wasn't even a close game. They just blew out UVA. Well, do we have to bring this up? Yes, we do. Because we know, well, let me tell you this about UMBC. There, there would be a lot of hatred on my M from them, but after UVA won the national championship and they did Win and they are the defending national championships. Let's, uh, Latin national champions. Let's not forget that UMBC posted a nice little thing on Twitter. It was when that whole like how it started, how where it is now. UMBC's Twitter account is the best in all of college. Do they sports. have a good one? They're very good. They're very good. They stay on it when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to whatever is happening in pop culture. They they are very They're hip and very it. comical and and they like to make fun of themselves. Very so self-aware cool uniforms. Yeah. They're like fucking hickory uh, from uh, Hoosiers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, with that game, but you know, once UVA gets down big, they just can't suck that clock. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, not enough clock sucking that can save them at that point. We've all been there before. Yes, yes. We've all sucked enough clock in our <laughs> life to know that. All right, guys. We're talking about this is the college (laughs) experience. uh, What FCS week one preview and also mid uh, mid mid week report for college basketball. We got March Madness on the way. We got FCS football on the way. You better believe you got we got you covered here on the college experience. A lot of clock sucking on this podcast (laughs) for like two hours. All right, just rattling off shit. So uh, make sure you subscribe to this thing. We're available on all we platforms. We just sucked your clock. <laughs> uh, look, you can find look and look. We pick, we handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for over four years. All of that information is available at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We've been over five hundred guys. Also, way over five hundred on our locks. We give you all of that for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Daily picks. We also tweet them out. You got to follow all this shit. All right. Give us a five-star review though. Cause we don't charge for picks guys. All right. Just get over there. Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. All right. Uh, how about you suck that clock on the fucking Twitter or on the, on the <laughs> iTunes college experience. All right. Suck that clock at home. You're sitting there. You're, 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 you're at home. It's COVID. Your fucking wife's making you that same old fucking meatball pasta. You know, you're bored. What else do you have to do? You're bored. There's nothing. You're watching police Academy five again, right? You get on that iTunes captain Harris in my hand. Miami is a hit. I get it, but <laughs> get over to iTunes. Give us that review. All right. Mahoney will, would, would be proud and uh, give us a, yeah, come on, come on. Sponsors have told us it's essential that, 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 that people, they want to see people engaged talking about the podcast. We just sucked your clock. You suck our clock. Okay. Yeah, there we go. 
Uh, and if you do take a, uh, take a screenshot of your review, tag me at the Colby D and we'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? You got a brand new t-shirt. You better be sure some girl's going to want to suck your clock and your, uh, C O C K. There you go. We, we can't say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we keep it G rated. I'm here. at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Patty C's at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's at NC underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow. All right. And uh, make sure you follow the sports gambling podcast on Twitter at the SGP network. Yes. And uh, check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast for the best way you want to learn about who's uh, the best fucking Jenga player. It going on. I'm, look, we cover everything in that. Slack. We got that. We got that. We got, we got deep breakdowns. I had someone message me. Someone messaged me like some lead in some cricket game saying, Hey, you should bet this. And I go, I don't even know what the, I, I don't even know how to bet that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want that pilot. All Check right. out the sports gambling podcast, Slack channel. All right, guys, this is the college basketball midweek report and FCS week one preview on the college experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, now at your local Honda dealer.